from my apartment. It's Rob as a podcast, and now here's the guy who's been occasionally known to enjoy being on the bottom. Rob Sesternino, hello everybody. Welcome back to a very special episode of Rob Has a Podcast. I am Rob Sesternino. And I'm here with Nicole Sesternino. Hello. You should introduce yourself. I shouldn't have to introduce you. But you're the host. You're, that's your job. Okay. So do it. I, it's already been done. <laughs> it's been it's done. It's been brought in. Yes. Big, big show. Yes. Many people said it, this day would never come. They did? Uh, that's that's <laughs> what the word that? is. Lots of people. <laughs> lots of people. You guys asked for the Parvcast. Mm-hmm. And today is the day we bring you... Rob has a Parvcast. Feel free to hashtag that if you would like. Definitely. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Big show. We're going to talk with Parvati. We're going to ask her some of your questions. We're going to ask her about this season, talk to her about heroes versus villains. We're going to hit everything. We're going to hit as much uh, until she hangs up the phone on us. <laughs> Which may happen. Which may happen at some point. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we'll say, okay, we got what we can get. Yeah. So that is very very exciting. (laughs) Uh, Nicole, a very exciting week in the world of Rob Has a Podcast. Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, Well, this weekend coming up uh, is the long-awaited big reality rally. Yes. Jillian put it all together. It's a monstrosity. All of the reality stars and then some dogs are all going to be there this weekend. And the dogs are featured. The dogs are featured Uh if you go to the reality rally website. Yes. And it's going to be a wild time. Uh, if you're in the Southern California area, come on out. People are coming from all over. And if you're not, get on a plane right now and go. I'm excited to see all the survivors. I'm excited to see the Big Brother people. Who are you most excited to see? Brendan and Rachel. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> so they can punch us in the face. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think they know who we are. No. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, we are going to have a wild time. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any availability left, but I think I heard here the place you want to be is Pechanga. Oh, definitely. Uh, basically, anytime you're in Temecula, that's going to be that. That could be the party spot. That is the party spot in Pechanga. That, that is the in, party uh, spot. Temecula. So we will be at the reality rally. We will have lots of pictures. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I'm sure. May, maybe a post reality rally podcast could be in the works. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay. And we're gonna let loose. We had a rough few weeks, and we're just gonna have a nice time. We're gonna get crazy. We're gonna get crunked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I was going to say speaking of crunked, but this really has nothing to do with being crunked. But you could always just say speaking of crunked. Yes. So also uh, this past week, we talked to you last week about there was a new Twitter account. Uh A new survivor had joined. You know, we try to keep you updated on all of these survivor happenings on Twitter. On the tweeter. On the tweeter. And we told you guys about a new Twitter account. At Boston Rob. Which we thought was an imposter. <laughs> Which we thought that there could have been a possibility uh-huh. that maybe not the actual Boston Rob, because no, the we... actual Boston Rob, not known to be a man of the technology. Not too computer savvy. He's, he works with his hands. So we thought. Yes. So we thought until we got a tweet over the weekend mm-hmm. back from at Boston Rob. Right. And what I had originally tweeted to at Boston Rob uh-huh. was, you, sir, are an imposter. The real Boston Rob would never be caught dead on Twitter. Right. To which the at Boston Rob replied, hey, Sestonino, I'm not dead and I'm on Twitter. Smarten up. Oh, he told you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the, and that's not all. 
Then at Boston Rob w- more. went on to say, P.S. I love the show. Nicole is great. Obviously, he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. Oh, that means he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> no, if he thinks I'm great. Well, that w- I have to say that w- I'm sure at Boston Rob gets a lot of tweets. Uh-huh. I personally wouldn't know what that's like, but he <laughs> he seems to get a lot of tweets, and that was that was a very classy thing on the part of at Boston Rob. I don't know why I'm calling him at Boston Rob right. now. Because uh, he's he's in the Twitter because verse. life is he's very ver- he's verified. You have yeah. to call him at Boston Rob. He is verified. Uh, so Boston Rob, very you, classy thing to do. Yes, to write back. A, a very unclassy thing on your end, though. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you tried to call him out. I tried to. <laughs> you are classless, my friends. <laughs> I did not think that he would write. He would write mm-hmm. back, and I wrote back. And I wrote back to him. Trying that, to start a, a Twitter. Yeah, war. we've enjoyed. We. I'm not trying to start a Twitter war. <laughs> This is my new, my new, my new rekindled friendship with okay. Boston Rob now oh, through back, Twitter. Back together, bringing, reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> bring, mending fences. <laughs> Look at us. And Boston Rob is listening. Shout yeah. out, shout out to Boston Rob. So Boston Rob is listening uh-huh. uh, and communicating with us. Uh-huh. Russell Hance listens, doesn't want to communicate with us. So, Two different schools of thought. Yeah, Boston Rob, obviously greater. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, big also week on the Twitter. We've been t- talking about that we had said with Tyson, we had hoped that somebody eventually would live tweet the podcast. Because Jeff Probst does it during East Coast and West Coast Survivors. That's right. Yeah. And so we talked about on our last Celebrity Apprentice podcast that people were... We have three now live tweet people that are t- live tweeting the podcast. We don't know who these people no, are, there's more than but that. they're live tweeting. And now since then, uh-huh. now there are three additional. There's six. We have six. So do you, real quickly, can you say what they are? Can you give them shout outs? I can give them a shout out. Who are so, the new th- that that are joining the the other ones? The which... new ones that have uh, that have joined up the uh, the tweeter. I'm trying to get them up on my thing. Okay, so we have Rob's live tweeter at Rob lives. At Not Rob's at live. Boston Rob's live tweeter. <laughs> right. At Rob has a tweet fan. Yes. At Rob's podcast bell. No, those are the old ones. Okay. And then the new ones are at coming to you live. At coming to you live. At the listener or at listener that sucks. Yeah, watch you gotta watch the spelling. I think there's an X on that, right? Yes. And the new one that joined today is Tweeting Rob C. At tweeting Rob C. Oh my God! What about tweeting Nicole C? <laughs> Maybe it's one a day. So I don't know. I think do we need to have some sort of a competition? I don't know how to handle all these. Should we just let everybody live tweet, or do we need to have some sort of a competition and whittle it down? I think we need the greatest live tweeter of all time. Maybe I don't know. Obviously, we need that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we need to wait till the summer and then have like uh, some sort of a survivor, and a then we'll, tweet off? we'll vote. They, then we'll have them vote each other off and then the <laughs> the one survivor will be the official live tweeter maybe so um, we'll see yeah. you guys decide all right so uh i don't know i feel like that's that's a lot there's a lot going on and uh people are like just call poverty we don't we care. want the podcast we don't okay. yep 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 all right so uh live tweeters uh, as always we are on the rob has a website.com if this is the first time you're ever listening to the show feel free to subscribe on the itunes yeah we do this every week talking to survivors and do all sorts of great reality tv podcasts and uh that's what we do if you're if you're just a poverty fan listening for the first time welcome welcome and uh let's let's get down to it let's let's call up poverty you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, here we go, Nicole. Are you nervous? Hello? 
Parvati, what's going on? You're on with Rob and Nicole. Hi, Parvati. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. What is going on in your world today? Uh, Today, I'm just taking a little break from ESP, walking up to Whole Foods, getting a nice green juice. That might keep my day going. Yeah, you're, you're an animal. You're a busy lady. I am a busy lady, yes. I mean, I've taught three yoga classes and a boxing class today. So things are, things are going. In case people don't know, t- tell us, what is ESP Wellness? ESP Wellness Center is um, a comprehensive wellness center that we opened up in Santa Monica on 7th and Montana. And we offer boxing, yoga, Pilates, personal training, nutrition counseling. We have an infrared sauna. Um, a massage room for spa treatments and body therapy treatment. And, uh, no, it's kind of everything you need to for mind, body, spirit, rejuvenation, healing, empowerment. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. You're like, you're like Donald Trump. But better. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm Donald (laughs) Trump in a little girl's body. (laughs) (laughs) But but what I don't understand is why do I, if I want to go relax and do yoga, then I do boxing and somebody beats me up? Or do I go do. Well, last night we had a lady come in and she did TRX with Dennis. It's a suspension training system made by Navy SEALs. So she was like spreading it out, doing like a boot camp style class. And then right after that, I taught an 8 p.m. meditation and breathwork class and she took that one right afterwards so she got a kick-ass like hardcore boot camp workout and then did a breathing meditation then relaxation hour afterwards she left like floating on a cloud yeah forgetting that she got beat up yeah Yeah, i mean you can you can do anything like you come in and you have a bad day and you maybe you signed up for yoga and you're like all stressed out and you're mad at your boss and i'm like okay well let's box instead you know, so it's kind of nice because we have the freedom and flexibility to tailor things for each person that comes in. Ooh. Yeah. What? So Let's... you got to come by. You both have to come in. Okay. Well, I don't want to go and get beat up, Barbity. <laughs> Can you teach me how to beat him up? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, sign us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good, good to know. Uh, Barbity, I know everybody is dying to know. Uh, and I know you write the blog now on the, is that the Hollywood Reporter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollywood Reporter. And, uh, yeah, we're very, you know, we're very excited to see that. I did get a tweet to me and Stephen Fishback, uh, last week <laughs> that somebody said, Hey, Parvati, good, glad that somebody who's actually good at Survivor is writing a blog. Oh, <laughs> you poor guys. That's pretty rough. <laughs> and, yeah, Stephen was very offended. I'm used He's to used it. To it yeah. I'm used to it. Stephen was very offended. Uh, <laughs> Well, so, um, but your insight is always on point, so you should be <laughs> proud of yourself. <laughs> I don't know about that. I try to at least, at least, even if it's not on point, I try to at least give you a, a joke. Yeah, it's at least it's entertaining, which is it's like, pretty much what anyone wants anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like bazooka gum. It's kind of crappy gum, but at least there's a joke in it, and it's like, okay, well, at least... Yeah, yeah, and the, the whole thing is, is we can sit back here and speculate, but... We even if we've played the game before, even if we're good at the game or not good at the game, it doesn't really matter because everything we're doing, it's you don't know really what's going on over there. So yes. it's all just guessing, anyways. And well, you're like, we, okay, well maybe if I put myself in that in their position, but still, even then, I mean, the, the people that are playing now, let's be honest, they're a bunch of clowns. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we're here for. We want to hear your insight. You're the Survivor Hall of Famer. Right. And uh, the first ever Survivor Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to hear what you have to think. And let's let's start. <laughs> call you so, funny. She's like, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and so I guess we, we want to start at the top with, you know, they brought back Rob and Russell this season. Uh-huh. You played with both of them. Uh, I mean, take us through what what did you think about the idea of bringing back Rob and Russell again? You know, I just wasn't. I wasn't 100% sold on the idea. I didn't think it was that good because they're playing with a bunch of people who've never played before. And then they split them up so they're on different tribes anyway. So we never even got to see Rob and Russell play against each other. So I thought that CBS was reaching with that one. Yeah. But had Russell stayed in the game and had Rob and Russell played against each other, it could have been more entertaining. But since Russell, they like threw a challenge and got rid of him right away. It was like, what was the point? And now it's just the Rob show. And Rob's yeah. running around bulldozing these poor little kids. And they're like, okay, whatever you say. Like, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, you can. Bend over. Here I come. Terrible. Well, you have some experience in playing with a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing. And I'm talking specifically about the fans versus favorites. Uh, right. And you got to come back and play against people who were playing for their first time. How big of an advantage is it to have it? Is the ex- a huge advantage to have played before and, and learned from all your past mistakes. And you already know exactly how uncomfortable you're going to be, how miserable, you know, how you don't have any food. Like, you've already gone through all of that before, so you know that element of surprise is taken away. So you can think so much more clearly because you already know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And all these people, the new people, they just, they don't have that luxury. And Rob, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's played four, this is his fourth time. (laughs) Yeah. It was my second time when I went back and played with those people, you know? It was like, at least still, I I was still learning a little bit, you know? But gosh, like Rob's Rob's like, he is his own island by now, you know? I feel bad for those poor kids. Has he passed you yet at this point in total days played? Or do you have that record? That's your... Like yeah, I, I, um, oh gosh, uh, 114? Oh. Yeah, that was close. <laughs> so can, can he even break that this season? I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track. See, he has the one where he went to the end on the All-Stars, right. but then the other two ones are, are kind of like only like 20s. Oh, he didn't make the jury either time. He yeah, didn't make no. the jury he either time. He didn't, he didn't make the jury. He lasted until like 15 or something, 16. Well, here's one thing I know. Jeff Probst will be sure to tell us when he breaks your record. Yes, he's good at stats. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's probably why he hasn't yet. <laughs> Jeff will say, oh, and Rob, the game that we made for you, you've you've broken every record. It's your millionth time to play. The old man yeah. of Survivor. <laughs> Do you feel like there is a favoritism from Jeff uh, with Boston Rob as opposed to somebody like you who has uh, at, at least as many Survivor credentials as a Boston Rob? And who Rob? has won the game. Yes, and has who has actually won it one time. Well, I think that, um, yeah, I think Jeff idolizes Rob in a way. I think he's a fan of He Rob. wants to be him. <laughs> He loved him. I think he would definitely sh- share his bedroom. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't talk bad about Jeff anymore. Yeah, the last time I said something. Gosh, 
Well, don't get <laughs> us in trouble. That. I think he's very yeah. funny. But <laughs> I do think that um, he has a little man crush on Rob, and mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, mm-hmm. But let's, I mean, really, in this in this season that's on right now, there's not really anyone else to to watch or to root for or even to care about because the only person with the personality that they're showing is Rob. Yeah. So yeah. I understand why Jeff's giving him so much attention and credit and tooting his horn because he has to. He's on this season. You know, he has to build up popularity for the season, build up yeah. viewers, build people that, like, get them excited, and the only person to do that with right now is Rob. Yeah. yeah. And in fairness to Boston Rob, uh, it would be hard not to toot his horn this season because he is playing a very good game. Uh, and I, I want to say a dominant game, uh-huh. but I almost feel at this point perhaps a game that is not winnable. What do you think, Parvati? Is there, a, do you think that Boston Rob is putting himself in a position where, yeah, he's going to definitely get to the finals, but he may not win because he's making so many people upset on the other team? And even though he's with his team, I mean, he's going to screw them over to have to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to have to screw them over to have to get to the end. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, right now, he is completely running the game. So, and I don't think that he's alienating anyone from his tribe, and certainly not from the other tribe either, any more so than anyone else is. And I right. think that's the game that he's playing. He's expecting, like all the rest of the people that are on his tribe, the former Ometepe. Yes. They're all playing. They're all being just as rude as Robin to the other people. Mm-hmm. So, With their, their buddy system. Yeah, they have their buddy system. Like, no one's actually forming relationships with these other people. You know, it, I, at, the, at this point, I don't see anyone playing an end game at all. Yeah. So I don't think that Rob definitely, I don't think he has less of a shot than anyone else at this point. I, I think that he might have more of a shot because he is keeping his own alliance so close to him. He's making everyone feel so valued and so special with him and forming close relationships. That's something that Rob is really, really good at, forming close relationships with someone based on a some personal thing. You know, it's like, oh, you know, your uncle plays poker, I play poker. Let's, let's be best friends. And, he yeah. talks about, and you're like, oh, okay, we're best friends. And everyone believes him because he's yeah. so charming. He's very yeah. charming. He's, he's like sparkly. He's taking yeah. care of everyone out there. He's like their big brother or their dad or, you know, the girls kind of want him to be their boyfriend. It's like <laughs> he's everything to everyone. So I think he actually is has a shot to win the game. So hypothetically, he could be like, hey, you have a Twitter. I have Twitter. Uh, let's tweet together. <laughs> now I'll tweet you. Now we're friends. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you hit the that's, nail right on the head with that impression. Well, that's sneaky. Yeah. Pretty uh, good, fella. <laughs> Parvati, do you see any similarities between the game that Rob plays, uh, or specifically playing in this season, with the game that Ozzy played on the fans versus favorites? Um, yeah, I guess so. Ozzy, well, Ozzy got really cocky and really arrogant and thought he was running the show, so mm-hmm. I could see that similarity with Rob right now. Um, the only thing is like, well, actually, yeah, he wasn't even that good in challenges the second time around. Hmm. Rob hasn't done anything. He hasn't even really done well in any of the challenges. <laughs> yeah, he was the first one out this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am surprised. I mean, I was surprised that he even played when cheeseburgers <laughs> were on the line. But then, <laughs> but then I was surprised that he dropped out so fast. 
Actually, yeah. Rob doesn't eat anything. It's so interesting. Yes, he's, so yes he's very picky with the eating. And we <laughs> yeah, saw that last night. so weird. Seriously, you guys, when we were playing Heroes and Villains, he would not eat. Like, he, I yeah. think he uses Survivor as a diet. I think he uses it to, like, lose some pounds, you know, get out there, get trimmed up. Because he doesn't eat. Like, his, I guess maybe his mind stays more focused, too, when, when he doesn't eat, but... I he think won't. he he's just very fussy about what he eats because I played with him on the first All Stars and you know there there were all sorts of things that we could eat on our beach but he would not he refused to eat them because they were they were did not look appetizing. Yeah, what is that? He's such a princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was wild. Like we we had chickens and stuff. He wouldn't eat a, he wouldn't eat chicken. Why? He wouldn't eat any of the fish. He wouldn't eat a clam. Like, uh, he caught a shark, and I think he might have had a bite of a shark. But that was, that's like the only thing I saw him eat the whole time. Interesting. Yeah, so just and even when we had rewards, he would eat like two bites of food and be done. You don't think that Boston Rob could be manorexic, do you? Survivor he could manorexic. possibly be a manorexic machine. Oh, my Maybe, goodness. Do you know what? Maybe Jeff Probst and Mark Burnett got together and genetically engineered him, and that's why they're so upset that he hasn't won yet, and now that's why they made this game for him this time, so that he could finally win one. They're robots. It sounds about right. <laughs> he's a robot? He's, yeah. he's not even a real person? Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. He's a survivor robot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've talked a lot about Boston, Rob. Uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you at least a little bit about your buddy, Russell, mm-hmm. who was brought back this season. Yes. <laughs> who didn't want to talk to us on the podcast. Yes. Russell. Did, he didn't? He, no. Nope. We, well, apparently, we heard Russell's feelings somewhere feelings. along the way. Oh, Rob. I didn't know. I didn't know Nicole. he was sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have Russell come to ESP and have a boxing match with you guys. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so uh, what was your take on Russell's uh, game this time around? Russell didn't even have a game this time around. Uh, he, oh. he came in playing the same game that he's played the past two times in a row, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody was falling for it. He had two girls following him around, you know. I, it was so, it was like hard for me to watch because I saw these girls and I was like, Wow, they're really buying into this. You know, it's it's. I, I don't know. I mean, I just was. I was surprised that Russell didn't change his game at all. And he came in and he was like, "I only need two girls. That's all I need for, you know, this whole time." I'm like, "Not really. You know, it wasn't yeah. just any two girls last time. It was me and Danielle. And so Danielle. like, we know how to play the game. We know what we're doing. But those other girls, like, they didn't. So I was, I was." I think Russell's heart wasn't in it. I think he was over it. I think he was probably burned out. Oh. Um, he didn't get so much I, of a break. He didn't get a break. And I felt... It was, like, hard, actually, for me to watch the uh, oh. episode where he got voted out because it was, they were making him look like the, like the devil or something. And they were, like, <laughs> zooming in on his armpits and stuff. And I was oh. like, That's not necessary. It was just... It was too much. I thought it was cruel. I was like picking on the fat kid in dodgeball. It was like not nice. <laughs> now, is that something that you could have helped him out with at ESB Wellness? Um, well, we don't do armpit detoxification oh. programs, yeah. but we do like you know we do with the full body wellness center. I think probably there, there was something we could have done. Yeah, I think if he if Russell dedicated himself to a nutrition program, training routine, sauna. Yes. I think he'd be all searching. Yeah. 
Cleaning the mind, the body, the spirit, purifying. <laughs> yeah, I think that that would have been the cure for Russell, some ESP wellness. Maybe. I agree. I think maybe we'll invite him and he can be our special project for the year. Yeah, for when he's on next season. You know, <laughs> right. with with Russell going into this season, I feel like Jeff really sold this too. Like, uh, hey, why not make an alliance with Russell? I mean, look look at poverty. Right. She got she gets to the end with Russell. But I feel like that people seem to forget it wasn't really a straight line to the end with Russell. Like yeah. there was a lot of like it started that way, but there were a lot oh, of bumps no, no, along no. the it road. Was, yeah, it was amazing when I I think I I remember Jeff saying. Yeah, Russell masterminded the strongest alliance in the history of Survivor. He is—he turned on his alliance. Right. He right. voted Danielle out, so yes. it wasn't really the case. Like my alliance in Micronesia was much stronger than my alliance with Russell in Heroes and Villains. I wanted to get rid of him. Like uh, I don't know. After we merged, I was—I was so over it. I knew he was lying to me. I was tired of it. I knew he was after me. He was trying to vote me out. I was like, right. okay, well, this is, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't me riding Russell's coattails to the end, like, you know, the other girls in Samoa and then the people this time were planning on doing. And that's what the people in the jury thought that I did until they watched the show, you know, and then they watched the show and they're like, oh, wow, they were at each other's throats the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's, he's a hard, he's a challenging man to deal with day in <laughs> and day out. Yes. And, um, and forming an alliance with Russell is no piece of cake. You have to, you have to have thick skin, and you have to know when he's coming after you, all charged up and paranoid. That you have to just be like, "It's okay, Russell. Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna die tonight. Don't go <laughs> hiding the machete. You know, just relax." Because he does, he gets all worked up into a frenzy, and then he runs around the island and does circles like a Tasmanian devil. It's crazy. <laughs> so, it's forming an alliance with Russell is is not easy. Right. <laughs> like Jeff made it seem you could just ride it all the way to the end. It's just not. It doesn't work like that. Did I mean, you? I would rather form one with Rob. Rob goes fishing. He takes care of you. He tells you. Yeah, he doesn't eat that much. He doesn't eat that much. No, because you always you. know exactly where you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be talking to. It's like your life is all planned out for you. You don't have to even think. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I wish Boston <laughs> Rob would come here and just tell me what I have to do every day. I know, right? And he was like, wear this outfit. Go here. <laughs> okay, now you can pee. <laughs> right? yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, Life would be a lot easier. Yeah. Parvati, did you uh, not do a good enough job uh, t- explaining that you and Russell were not in cahoots the whole time? Could you have, would it have been possible for you to do better at that? Like looking back on that uh, Heroes versus Villains jury? Or was the jury just, did they have their minds made up going into that? Um, well, think about it. We have a jury full of people that I've played with before and right. I beat, you know, so they obviously don't want me to win again. And then I'm going up against Russell, who I've been paired with the entire time, who's sworn, sworn on God, like his children, you know, his dead mother, and he defended everyone. And he's been my partner in crime the entire time. And then we go up against Sandra, whose husband is in the war in Afghanistan, who has six Puerto Rican children at home to feed. She used to put on her baby. She works at a bank every day. She's a hardworking American. Who are you going to vote for? Yeah. I don't think it matters what I would have said. I, that's why I was kind of like, 
I mean, there was really not much that I could have done at that point. I think the votes that I got, I fought really hard for, and those people actually gave them based on gameplay, but mm-hmm. the other ones were based on previous relationships and um, and just wanting to give the money to someone who they thought was, I guess, more deserving because of their life at home. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. I mean, it's it's supposed to be about the game, not about, you know... Nicole, are you saying the game is flawed? I, it might be flawed. <laughs> I, we might be onto something. Uh-oh, are we going to start a controversy? America should vote. America! Yes. There, there's the ticket. I don't think that's the way to go either. <laughs> I, I, and when no. Rupert wins again... <laughs> when no Rupert wins... Way. Roar! Yeah. Roar! Veto! <laughs> <laughs> my stupid toes. Also, this season, uh, so Russell made a new alliance with this with these two girls, Krista and, and Stephanie, Stephanie. Yes, and Russell sa- says this is the best alliance that he's ever been in. Uh huh. And even went as far as to say that this Stephanie, Stephanie, who we don't know from anything, uh huh, she's better than poverty. Hmm. Did you, Wait. did you, have you heard this? No. He, he said it in one of his interviews that Stephanie was better than you in an oh, alliance. Of course he did, because Stephanie was bowing down and kissing his feet. She was so in love with him. Yeah, so of course he was going to say that. He was probably dating her. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Russell and Stephanie are probably hooking up. Sitting in a tree? Yes. Oh, little, little survivor babies. No, that's... And I, I'm sorry, but that's not really my style. So yeah. I'm not very good at kissing ass, especially not Russell's or anyone really in general. Yeah. So, um, oh, of course, he's going to run around saying that. And also, he's been calling me. I haven't called him back. He's mad at me. Oh, well. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I bet Stephanie is calling him back yeah of course she is he's sending me a message I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry I, this is the first I've ever I've heard of this but you know bruised egos they'll make you say a lot of things and then he oh. wants to always start a fight oh uh, well yeah. yeah I. that's why he doesn't want a podcast yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna engage yeah I'm very uh, busy I'm very busy doing yoga sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're very zen no time for fighting. <laughs> I, I choose to disengage. Yeah. Parvati, how about this, up? Now, you played with Coach, so you have a little bit of experience uh, with this. Uh, mm-hmm. What What is your take on Philip? He's walking around. He's putting a feather on his head. He's acting really crazy. Yes. But then we're seeing sometimes he's saying that, I know what I'm doing. I know Boston Rob wants to take me to the end. I'm playing into Boston Rob's hand. Yes. But then he's talking to dead people. Yeah, which is it? Is he is he not all there, or is he so there? I don't. I love him. I love him because he reminds me of Coach so much, and I find Coach to be wildly entertaining. So um, I think he's great. I think he is a little delusional, as was Coach. And but I also think that he actually does have a pretty decent strategy going on for him right now. I mean, he's. Rob is is considering taking him to the end at this point, and Philip was about to get voted out before the merge. So yeah. his crazy is coming back to be his best ally right now. I mean, he, likes he, being has, on the bottom. he has so many personalities. He's a tribe of his own at this point. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very interesting because I think that Philip might be superior to Coach in this, that I don't ever feel like Coach was being Coach for strategy. Like, I would feel like Coach was being Coach for camera time, but yes. I don't think that Coach ever felt like he was advancing his strategy in the game by That's being true. Coachy, whereas Philip potentially <laughs> is being Philippy, and not Ryan Philippy, yeah. uh, but being <laughs> Philip-like. Uh, and he's saying that it's part of the strategy. And I think this is a great strategy because, one, you get all the camera time. Right. And then people want to take you to the end mm-hmm. because you're crazy and you pissed everybody off. Agreed. I mean, of course, it's not an end game strategy. Again, no. <laughs> we're seeing a flaw in Philip's strategy. But it's a great strategy to get to the end. A really great strategy. And you could also potentially, you could get to the end, you could be the fan favorite. Right. Like, it's not a bad strategy to sort of, like, hedge your bets. And then also, you'd probably go back for an All-Stars because you got so much camera time. Everybody loves you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not the it's not the worst idea. Well, I definitely see a Philip coach showdown in the future. If they're going to keep doing this Rob versus Russell kind of one person oh. at a time, I would like them Ooh. to have that's I would the like next them season. to have their tribe. Philip yeah. versus Coach. Well, that's oh, a that's- good one. I feel sorry for the other uh, 16 or 18 people that have to play in Philip versus Coach. Yes. They're just <laughs> They're just pawns in like some feather wearing competition. But <laughs> I mean, but wouldn't stories. it be more fun? Wouldn't it be more entertaining than this season has been, Rob versus Russell? <laughs> well, I, I mean, think it's... Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You have to have them on the same team. We might never get to see Philip versus Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they have to be together. Yes. Yeah. So they could or, all have their own redemption island where they come and people have to tell the best story ever, and that's how they get to stay in the game. Yeah. What if Philip and Coach were sort of like the two old guys on the Muppets, and they were just like at every tribal council? Yeah. And they with got their to feathers. just yeah, and they just got to talk and sort of like ask some questions uh-huh. and comment, but they're or not as, actually in the or game. Or an immunity challenge is how long can you sit there and listen to Coach or? Philip, tell their stories before you drown yourself. Oh, it's an oh, yeah. endurance challenge. They'll be dropping like flies. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be very good. How, would you be able to hold up in that endurance challenge? I mean, I am pretty good in those endurance challenges, but I don't know about that one. It might make me crazy. The psychological <laughs> damage that it would cause afterwards would be irreparable. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> that, would, that would be very tough. But I, Boston Rob, he is a hook, line, and sinker. For this Philip, uh-huh. and now he wants to bring Philip to the end, and this is where I think Rob could get into some trouble. Where you know he's got this Grant, he's got these three other girls, uh-huh. uh, and then Philip, and I feel like they all feel like they're going to the end with him. But when he starts, you know, uh, screwing them over to take Philip, I think they're going to be pretty ticked off about be that. Pissed, yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't seen any real talk of final three from Rob and his crew. Except, yeah. I mean, right? Has he? I don't think he's last. Well, last night he said, "Well, he said to the camera he wants to bring Natalie and Philip." Right. But I think to everybody, he I think he says, "Okay, we're going to the end. It's me and you. We're going mm-hmm. to the end, and then I'm going to tweet about it." And then I'm going to tweet about it. Me and you. <laughs> Hashtag final three. <laughs> Hashtag survivor. <laughs> uh, survivor final three. <laughs> that would be yeah, great. I think I think he's definitely in trouble when it gets to the point where they all have to start turning on each other because that's going to happen sooner than they think. 
Right. right now, they only have two people left to get rid of, right? Julie and three people. Julie, Ralph, and um, who? Uh, the old man. Steve. <laughs> and how boring is that going to be when they just pick them off every week? Yeah, this is not going to be fun. This isn't going to be fun. That's what I'm talking about, guys. What are we going to do? Yeah, we the have next to watch this show because you write about it. Or you talk about it. I write about it. I mean, we have to keep watching. <laughs> well, we have no like choice. something to happen. Yeah, I think it could be a boring next couple of weeks, yeah. and then when it gets down to the final six, and maybe with seven, it could get interesting again. But I think this might be another boring week or two, and I'm not feeling good about next week. And but you know, I know what? I want to know what is going on with Matt on Redemption Island. They must okay. be eating him sandwiches. Sandwiches. Yeah. Don't you think he has grilled cheese and tomato soup every night before he goes to bed? (laughs) How is he surviving by himself like that? Yeah. Well, I he has God on his side. Yeah, we feel bad for Matt. Now, we, you know, it's hard to feel bad for survivors and not think of some of the people that uh, you've run into in your survivor time, uh, like uh, Eric with the necklace, right? Uh, plus, uh, even poor JT with the, with the letter. Uh, oh, but come this... on. That was really, he walked right into that. He asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> but so you have this, uh, Matt and he not only gets screwed by Boston Rob once, he comes back and gets screwed by Boston Rob again. Is this, is this over? Or do you think that God's plan is for Matt to come back and get screwed over by Boston Rob a third time? I think a third time is a charm. I think if something happens once, it'll never happen again. If something happens twice, it's for sure to happen a third time. My grandmother (laughs) told me that, and it's so true. It keeps happening. Like, think about me in my survival time. It happened once. I never thought it would happen again. I went back again, and then I said, no way, never again. And then I went back a third time. So Matt is definitely going back, 100%. Okay. You bring up your three times on Survivor, and this is something that I want to know. We talked about this. We were talking with Marty from The Last Survivor last week, and we were talking about whether or not people can change their strategy Uh between games. And I kind of feel like people can't. Like, I think that people can grow in between Survivor stints, but I don't think people can ever really change their strategy. I feel like the game— your strategy is so tied into your personality Mm -hmm. and who you are. It's the way that you relate to people. So it is, you're right. I think it's difficult to change your strategy unless you're planning to be inauthentic and then people are going to see right through you. So I think you're right. You can grow as a person and you can change as a person, but changing your strategy, that's going to be a lot, that's going to be a lot harder. Is that what happened to you between the the first time through uh, where you, where you did, you did well, but then the the second time and and the third time, now, now, look at you, you're in the Survivor Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I grew a lot. I learned a lot. I feel like I went to the College of Survivor, like for <laughs> grad school. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like my doctorate. I got in Survivor because I just, I learned so much in such a short amount of time going back and playing again. Uh-huh. And um, I definitely think I was able to change my game because of who I was becoming because of all the things I'd learned. Right. Yeah. But I now, was still me and my strategy was still the same. Like I still competed as hard as I could in challenges and, you know, made relationships with everyone, but it was just, I was just playing a different, it looked like I was playing a different strategy because I learned so much and changed so much that I was able to relate to different people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about the Survivor Hall of Fame. Who would be your top five? So my Survivor Hall of Fame? Yeah. 
Um, Did you vote in, in the Survivor Hall of Fame competition? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working, guys. I haven't okay. been able to. I've been really, I've been starting a business that takes all the life out of it. like starting a family, getting, it's like I got married and had a baby at the same time. Oh my God. They call that a shotgun wedding. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, didn't, I didn't want to publicize it so much, but yeah, I'm tied down. <laughs> but I guess, hmm, if I, and I've done it to myself, so I have no one to blame but me. But if I had to say my top five, let me see, let me see, let me see. I would have to say, um, gosh, Sari. Yeah. I agree on that. Yeah, definitely Sari. She's so good. Um, coach. <laughs> <laughs> coach? Come on. Oh, now, now you're just, make, now you're just picking okay, me. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. not coach, not coach. It would be, gosh, this is hard, you guys. All right, well, we don't want like we we don't have a we don't have a ton of time, so yeah. you get you get back to okay, us with well, your. I'm, your... I'm going to take forever to even say. I don't know. Okay, now one of the questions that people always uh, want to know about you is uh-huh. that people feel like you and Amanda were BFFs mm-hmm. on, XOXO. or at least to the TV audience, you guys were BFFs on Hero uh, Fans versus Favorites. Right. Then mm-hmm. co- come Heroes versus Villains, it seems like you guys are not BFFs anymore. Uh, and and the, people don't really seem to understand what happened there. Was it the friendship never as good as as people thought it was? Or was there a falling out? Um, there was a falling out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I loved Amanda. I loved her on, on Micronesia. She was like... We were reading each other's minds. We were playing. You know, it was, we were friends. We, just, we became good friends right away what's in and amanda's mind what? we're not sure what's in amanda's mind when you can There's read her a lot mind going on that girl is very smart Ooh. yeah she is extremely smart and very and people don't give her much credit because she doesn't take credit she doesn't show she doesn't like to show that she's smart she wants to play the role of you know the victim or someone that needs to be taken care of on the show right. but she doesn't like that girl can take care of herself and she's really good at strategy that's why I thought she was such a big threat. And when I came back for Heroes and Villains, I was like, if she's not on my side, then I want to get rid of her really quickly right. because I know how smart she is. So that was the only reason that we didn't work together on Heroes and Villains because I didn't, I, I didn't trust her. I knew she was lying to me. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because we had that friendship in Micronesia and because I knew her so well, I was able to see through her when she was talking to me and like I could tell that she was lying just right. because I knew her before. So that's, that was the only reason why um, why we didn't work together the third time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was it was just hard. I mean, playing together for 39 days straight, her and I making every decision together, you know, doing everything together, 50%, and then one of us has to win. It's like, that's, that's enough to destroy a friendship, you know, if, if the other person can't get past that. Yeah. I find it's yeah. hard enough just to do a Survivor podcast with Nicole. Yeah, I mean, it's it's too much. Yes, too much. Yeah, especially when you live with him. (laughs) You don't want to share the glory, Rob. Is that what? How dare you? (laughs) He's kind of a microphone hog. (laughs) I'm like Boston Rob of podcasts. That's an attention whore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why are we going out for sushi? Uh, <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Wait, if I'm okay, the boss, you guys come over to the wellness center. We'll do some boxing or meditation or yoga or whatever, and then we'll go get some sushi. Yeah, I, he even got me some pink boxing gloves for Christmas. I'm yeah. getting pretty oh good. Oh my yeah, gosh, Nic- we have Nicole's pink into ones it. Too. Yeah, you have to come. 
I love boxing. My, I train with my, uh, I do it with my trainer every now and then, but I'm getting good. Good. I want to see what you got. Yeah. See that right so, hook. <laughs> uh, Parvati, how are you doing on time? Um, I don't know what time it is. It's uh, three. Uh, I'm sorry, four thirty-eight. Okay, I have a client in twenty minutes. Okay, so great. I have like ten well, minutes. Okay, so let me. Uh, we have some questions from our listeners on that wrote in on the Rob has a podcast uh, Facebook fan page. Yeah, I think it's the record for the most questions from the listeners. Yes, we wow. we got a ton, yeah. we got a ton of questions. We want to pepper you with some of these questions that yeah. people have for you. Okay, let's do it. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. <laughs> okay, this is a good. One. So uh, Monty Fellaini wants to know. What mm. is poverty looking for in a boyfriend? <laughs> oh, Monty, that's such a good question. I don't really have a type, but I am drawn to really funny guys who can keep me laughing. People that don't take life too seriously, but serious enough to have a job. And a podcast. And a, maybe a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that funny, okay, yeah. buddy? <laughs> maybe maybe their own island. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> the, you know, we had uh, John Fincher on the show. Do you know who this John Fincher is? I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we had him on the, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, yes. and we put him on the Survivor Bachelor, the Finchler, the Finchler, and we <laughs> and we were asking him to stock up the Bachelor field yes. with these with these Survivor women yeah. to uh, give the roses yes. or whatever he, whatever he would to give. cast his season. <laughs> yeah, to cast his season, and uh, you were you were on that. You the made top the, of list. the list. Top of the list. Oh wow! To be nice. on the Finchler. Yeah. Would, would you accept <laughs> that rose? <laughs> um. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh. accept the rose. Oh, that that deserves the uh, the other bell. <laughs> it's so, it's so <laughs> because I will tell you why. I do not like to date survivors because I know Ooh. how crazy we are. We're a little yes. bit insane, yes. and so I'm steering clear from dating anyone that's ever played the game of Survivor. So as long as you haven't, then you have a chance. Okay. Oh, it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, so David oh. Healy will be really excited. <laughs> David Healy, he says, "Can you just have Parvati say my name?" David Healy. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> well, well done. Okay, let's see. Uh, I love these questions; they're great. Yeah, <laughs> we get the hard-hitting ones. Uh, except Jorge Alvarado wants to know: uh, Ask Poverty if she knew that Russell was going to give her the idol during the tribal council that resulted in Tyson's departure. Uh, I know there's a lot of like a uh, hubbub about that particular tribal council. Right. Uh, that Tyson says, uh, says one thing. He says, actually what happened had nothing to do with what Russell did. Like how, how much of that was strategy that night and how much of it was just, you guys just really got lucky. Um, well, a lot of it was strategy and then luck also comes into play. Of course, you know, when Uh you're playing this game, but a lot of it was strategy. I mean, I went up to Tyson before even we'd even went to the immunity challenge and I told him, I was like, listen, we have an idol. If you don't, side with us, then we're going to write your name down. You're going to get voted out. So I basically threatened him and and told him to side with me. And they didn't show that part. But I think that made him mad enough to switch his vote and vote me out and, or mm-hmm. want me gone because I'd threatened him. So when they were, you know, doing the, doing the numbers and running through their scenario of who would go home and the tie vote and whatever, Russell had already gone up to Tyson later that day right before we went to tribal and told him that he was switching his vote and he was going to vote for me and don't worry about it. Just, you know, vote for me and, and I'll be gone. He's, he's keeping the idol. 
So I think that's why I typed in voted that way. But mm-hmm. um, Russell had told me he was going to give me the idol earlier in the day. And then later, like, he, we realized they were splitting the votes. And he was like, I don't know if I should give her the idol. Like, I don't know what to do. And, um, and I was basically just praying <laughs> he would still <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Because, like I said, I'm, I wasn't kissing his ass. I wasn't, like, making right. out with him under the blanket or anything. There wasn't a real reason Ooh. for him to give me the idol. And um, when he did, I was pretty surprised, but I don't know. I, I, I was pretty surprised, but I was like, okay, you know, I guess I did something right. And, um, <laughs> and then when uh, Tyson switched his vote, that's when we were like, oh, thank God. It was like a big sigh of relief. But Russell was prepared to go home that night. He told me he was like, he told me he made the decision in his mind that he was going to give me the idol. He said, you know, he he played the best he could. He respected his own game. His he could go home holding his head up high, and his kids would respect their dad. You know, for going out that way. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like a really selfless thing that he was doing, uh-huh. like giving me the idol. Like he actually wasn't a hundred percent sure that he wasn't getting voted out. Yeah. Oh. You know, so none, just... none of us were. It was a really messy tribal council, and it was crazy when it was over. Everyone's yeah. were on the floor. That might be the craziest one of all time. I think it might I think be. it was. It was definitely the craziest one I've ever been a part of. Well, but then there was also the one where you gave the two idols Yeah, away. there's another question. Yeah. This is from Sean LeBlanc, who wants to know, my favorite tribal council of all time was Parvati's double immunity idol play in Heroes vs. Villains. Leading up to that tribal council, it looked like Amanda was trying to convince Parvati to play an idol. My question to Parvati is twofold. <laughs> How certain were you in your ability to read Amanda and know you were safe? And were you worried about the scorn of Russell? He seemed quite shocked that you had both idols. So just to set the stage, yeah, this was was pissed. This was when you had. There were five of you guys left. Five villains left, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And who had uh, Danielle had immunity? It was five villains, five heroes. Yes, five five. Yeah, and Danielle won. It was me and Danielle at the end of the immunity challenge, and she's like, "I'll take it because you have the idol." And I was like, "Okay." So I I came down, and Danielle has the immunity, and Russell has been befriending the heroes, telling them all that he's on the outside. Yeah. And um, so I was talking to Amanda and I was telling her, you know, I had an idol. I wanted to see, gauge her response and see if she would, you know, switch over and vote with me and be on our side. She wouldn't um, because she felt like it would be betraying her tribe and it would be too dangerous of a position to put herself in. So I was like, okay, well. And then she kept telling me to play it for me just to make sure I was safe. And I was like, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy that she was going to vote for me. And I thought for sure, like, I thought maybe there was a chance that she still wanted to play with me. Like she felt safe having me there. So that's why I didn't play it for myself. And then she kept telling me, you know, well, it's going to be Sandra. They're going to vote for Sandra. They're going to vote for Sandra. And I was like, okay, um, so maybe I'll give it to Sandra. And then we got, we get to tribal council and there's just this flurry of activity before tribal. And I was like, okay, they don't know who they're voting for. It's either going to be Terry or Sandra. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Russell. Daniel has me and me. I have two idols because Russell gave me one because he thought he needed to give it to me to protect myself. (laughs) And, um, I wasn't planning on playing my own for me anyways. And I certainly wasn't planning on playing the one that Russell was giving me for me. So I, it was like, all all this is going on in my head. I'm like, okay. I got to make a big move because I want to keep these zones together. I want to separate myself from Russell. I want them to know, you know, that I'm not his pawn in this game. I'm not doing everything that he says, you know, 
I'm really the one who's controlling the situation right now. Like he gave me his protection and I have my own protection too. So I could, I was in the complete position of power to save whoever I felt like I needed to keep in the game to keep me safe. And in that scenario, it was, I felt so much safer being with the villains than I did with any of the heroes, including Amanda. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, okay, well I'll just give up both of these just to make sure that neither one of my heroes or villains goes home and that we have the numbers and that Sandra and Jerry feel like they owe me one. Right. So that's why I gave it to both of them. Russell was pissed because he didn't know that I had it and he had, he looked like a fool because he gave me his idol too. So, (laughs) (laughs) So that's why the wrath of Russell came down upon me with a vengeance after that point. How about how about this? If if you guys uh, ended up bringing Jerry to the final three and not mm-hmm. Sandra, uh, what would have happened there? That's what I was campaigning for. I was like pleading with Russell to bring Jerry instead of Sandra because I thought maybe I would have had a chance. Right. Yeah. Since, you know, Jerry didn't make that many friends. She was considered um, not a very good like. She was considered not a very good competitor because she was she wasn't making any decisions on her own. She was doing whatever Russell told her to do. Yeah. So I thought maybe I would have a shot to plead my case. And yeah. Jerry doesn't have any kids. She doesn't have a husband in the war. You know, I was like, this is all like this is so perfect. Like, please just bring Jerry. And he wouldn't. He um, who wanted he was, Russell wanted Sandra. Russell wanted bring Sandra. Oh, that that's stupid. Yeah. So stupid. I was like, <laughs> was okay, like- fine, but you know, now we're both not going to win. Yeah, you gotta think handing Sandra a million dollar check. Yeah, because you got to think at least Rupert's vote is in play that he's not going to vote for Jerry after everything that they've been through. Yeah, right. Well, I think a lot of people wouldn't have voted for Jerry. The girls didn't really like Jerry very much because you know she was she was voting however Russell told her to vote. She voted Danielle out because Russell hit her on the leg and goes Danielle. She was like, okay, you know. So it was. Jerry wasn't considered to to be a strong strategic player, and I feel like with Amanda on the jury and um, and Danielle and Candace, those are like strategic players. You know, Amanda and Candace especially. And I mm-hmm. thought maybe they would they would have given me their vote if it was down to me, Jerry and and Russell. But with Sandra, I mean, I just did not. None of us stood a chance with Sandra there. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, Reva G wants to know, in your alliance with Russell and Danielle, who was the specialist, the mentalist, and the assassin? Yes, who was their stealth R us? <laughs> was their stealth R us? The mentalist and the assassin. <laughs> yes, those are Philip's names for him, Boston, Robin, Grant. Wait, who is who? Philip is the specialist. Uh, okay. Boston, Boston Rob is the mentalist. And Grant is the assassin. Grant is the assassin. Well, Danielle would be the assassin. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And then I think, um, I guess, Russell probably would have been, well, I think Russell and I kind of shared the mentalist and specialist, but well, I'll give by him- Phil- Yeah, by Philip's definition, the specialist uh, creates uh, chaos with the other team. Yeah. Okay, so well, then that Russell. obviously is Russell. So that, so that you would, would be... That's you would be, be the, the mentalist. mentalist. I would be the mentalist. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So, so who wins in <laughs> the mentalist? Yeah, if, <laughs> if this was uh, Boston Rob versus Parvati this season, who would win in the battle of the mentalists? Me, duh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> on, but guys. he'd be going five times. 
but he has never won. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. I beat him once. I could do it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, Zach Sage wants to know uh, what was your favorite blindside ever, and you have a lot. Yeah, you might have more than anybody. Um, I think I might. Oh, that makes me evil. You're very sneaky. I was, like, I was trying to explain to people why I was a villain because no one really gets it. They're like, "You are a hero, right?" I mean, because I have a wellness center and. I have people come and take my yoga class. They feel all zened out and calm afterwards. And and then you blindside them. Yes. And then and I blind. I'm like, no, guys. I'm just, I just like to play to win. So <laughs> um, I think my favorite of all time, the most important one for me was Ozzy in Micronesia yes. for winning. But mm-hmm. then my favorite after that was Eric, for sure. A hundred percent. That then, was um, classic. I mean, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like I still they, like geek out about it. I still get excited when I think about that. Yeah. I think they're hyping Eric up for another run. I think that Really? Yeah, I think so. They were they've shown him on commercials Jeff all the time. Jeff wants to give him yeah, Jeff wants to give him another chance. Jeff has a soft spot in his heart for Eric. I think he feels some kind of camaraderie. Uh-huh. I think Jeff probably would have fallen for what we did to Eric. Oh, so, oh. especially if it was back. Especially if it was Boston Rob that was pulling it. Yes. Yeah, Jeff, exactly. give me the necklace. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he felt uh, bad for him. It was like poor Eric and all these girls around him just whispering in his ear. I mean, he like, didn't stand a chance. All right. Wh- one last question, Parv. Uh, Jason Kirkland wants to know, ask Parvati if she'd flirt with federal agent Philip. <laughs> oh, boy. His sexy underoos? Of course. Yeah. Yes. I mean, a man that's confident enough to walk around in saggy pink underoos, oh. he, he has something going for him. <laughs> There's something down so, under. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think Philip and I would have a rapport, a friendly rapport. Well, I don't know if this if this bothers you, but this it annoys me a little bit. I feel like there's a lot of people that they ask all these girls like that are going to go on Survivor. Who are you, who are you most going to play like? Uh-huh. And about fifty percent of the time, they play. They say that I'm I'm going to play like poverty. Right. I'm going to be the flirt. Do you think that people misunderstand how what your strategy in the game is? Um, yes, I think it's misinterpreted as I'm like blatantly throwing out my sexuality and like, I don't know, I guess like grabbing people's asses on the island, but yes. <laughs> that's not really how I do it. You have to be more subtle. It's a subtle technique. Yeah. It's an art, an art form, the art of flirting. So if yes. you want to learn how to do it, come to ESP Wellness Center. Oh, you can learn that too? Teach, I will teach the art of flirting workshop for any of the girls Sign that would like up. to go on Survivor. I think I see. I think that's the big that's the big picture for you. I think that the you could write a flirting book. I think this could be a whole series. I I, I could see you on Oprah one day. I mean, you really have to you have to understand why the why the how the who with. Yeah. You know, we were out the other day and we were witnessing some heavy duty flirting and it was horrible. Like it was horrible. Nicole, I, look, I was not doing that badly. <laughs> you were so bad, Rob. <laughs> but I said, I said to Rob, I was like, this girl needs to read the Parvati handbook on flirting because she is horrible. Ah, you guys are sweet. I You're think funny. that's it. I think Parvati. I think 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 about it. Yeah. If, the well, girl's guide to flirting. That's my next. That's my next big project. We're teaching workshops. Yeah. Or if you can sign up, you can be my first client. Oh, ooh. Uh, well, let me know if you wanted to, if you ever want to start up the uh, How to Flirt podcast, give give me a call. I'll help you guys get that set up. All right. Well, let's do it. We'll talk it out. We'll talk right, it well, over. 
Parv, I know you've got to run. I know you got a, a client. But thank you so much for coming on with us. I know everybody was very excited to hear from you. And uh, I know it's always great to hear from you. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad we finally got to talk. Yeah, and let's do let's do this sushi. Let's do some sushi, yeah. Let's do this. We have a sushi <laughs> date coming up. Bring us yeah. pink socks and gloves. Uh, yeah, okay. And Rob will bring his pink underwear. <laughs> All right, Parv. Uh, take care, okay? All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Right. Bye, Harmony. Bye. Bye. All right, Nicole, there you have it. There, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Poverty. And she's busy. She has to go She has to go uh, teach somebody how to flirt right now. Yeah, and kick some ass. Flirting <laughs> and kicking ass. That's poverty. <laughs> that's how they blindside you. They flirt with you, and then they kick your ass. And that's that's no good. And then they uh, meditate over your dead body. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know. There's, I feel like we have more to talk about from this episode. Yes. And I felt like uh, it wasn't – I knew we only had a limited amount of time with Parvati, so I felt like it wasn't the best use of that time to ask Parvati about all the little details yes. about this episode. But I feel like I'd be remiss to not talk about some of them. Right. So, uh, you know, we actually have – this is the first time, uh, you know, an hour into this podcast mentioning uh, – so it was Mike and David that went home this week. Who are they? No, no, I I'm like uh, Mike. I could I could see I, the who her who was that. You know, I was really disappointed in David. I really thought that we were going to have something there, and he even blew the puzzle challenge. The master of puzzles. I actually David grew on me the last couple he of weeks. He grew on me too. But I, I was thought he was, I thought he came off as as pretty likable uh, in this episode this week. But I thought that we were going to have some big moves from him. I'm a little disappointed because I feel like he was the only person left Who capable of pulling off Absolutely. a big move. Yeah. And I thought that he could have definitely been a wild card that could have shaken things up. A shaken bit. things up. Now left with the prospects of Ralph, Julie, and Steve. I don't think that anything's being shaken. Things are pretty still. Not a lot of shaking going on now. <laughs> not a lot of shaking. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I actually like David. Now, yes. my question for you is, would David have been better off pulling a black rock out of his hand? Is that black rock is, means eat? Yes. Okay. So if, if David says, you know what, guys, I'm eating hamburgers today. Yeah. And he goes and he sits and he eats hamburgers and isn't competing in the challenge. Yeah. Uh, does, Wasn't the last Zapatera out? Yeah, do, is David still in the game? That's really hard. I think because he knew that he was on the chopping block. He right. knew he was next to go. So that really was a gamble for him. It's almost like the Doctor Will strategy. Yeah, and it's like My Dr. Will. I don't <laughs> think he's he's our Doctor <laughs> Will of people who watch television. Uh-huh. Uh, the strategy is basically the I'm not going to try. Uh, that I'm going to suck at the challenges. I'm not going to try so nobody sees me as a threat. Like Steve. Like Steve. Yeah. Exactly. Steve is pulling off the, uh, we'll also call this the Dan Lembo strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, I'm not even going to compete in the challenges. Because I just suck so and bad. And nobody's going to vote me off. Right. Instead, David is competing like uh, a bat out of hell. Right. He's a man on a mission. And the problem is, if you were going to do that, you better win. Yeah. See, he's so verbal and and he's strong verbally. Can you be strong verbally and, you know, strong physically? Like, that's a well, double threat. I, you do it all the time. I'm, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> me to a T. Strong yes. verbally and strong physically. <laughs> uh, what do you mean he's strong verbally? You like, he's, he's just, he's, he's well-spoken? Yeah, he's very articulate. He speaks his mind. 
Mm-hmm. And then he's in the challenges, he's proven to be strong. Yeah, the problem is, I mean, if you're a man, you really you got to look at that challenge. Like, there's no way I'm winning that one. Yeah. And it's hamburger time. It's burger time. Give me the meat. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's a pain in the neck because I'm like, I'm sure it didn't even bother the other contestants that much. It's just that you got to go to tribal council and then Jeff has to talk about it. Like, so, David. You yeah. must feel pretty safe. You're eating burgers. Yeah. It's like, Jeff, you were the one that told me I could eat the burgers. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be so mad if somebody did that uh, to me in real life. Like, imagine, like, uh, you were at work. Yes. And your boss is like, uh, hey, Rob, so, uh, like, you want a break? You want to take a break right now? Yeah. Got, got some ice cream right here. You want to sit down, take a break? <laughs> some got sprinkles, ice cream. some whipped cream. How, why, sit down. Have, have, have some ice cream. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, well, you're offering. You're offering, right? You're offering. Yeah. And then you go, and then you go for your review, and he says, "So you took that ice cream? Could it be yeah. working? Like you offered it? Yes, but it's a choice, and you know what you're what what it is. You know what you're dealing with. That's really. That's like the kind. That's what the devil does. Well, Jeff is part devil. <laughs> Devilish. No, he's part devil. Devilish. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, uh, but I do feel like if you were in a future seasons of Survivor, uh-huh, me. and by you, I'm not talking about oh. Nicole, I'm about, it's for anybody who's listening, uh-huh. and you're down in the numbers at this point, uh-huh. it, it, go have a hamburger. It's not going to hurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eat something. Let, let you, the other people in your alliance say, look, I'm going to win this challenge if it's the last thing I do. So you think that if David took the burger, he wouldn't have been voted out? I mean, look back to even, like, Survivor Uh All-Stars. Like, who was the last person they got rid of from the Lex tribe? It was Sheehan. Because she wasn't going to... She wasn't going to... Actually, she did win a challenge. But it was like, uh, everybody else was like, I'm going to... You know? And she's like, eh, whatever. So you want to be like Sheehan? Really? (laughs) It's, you will get further in the game Uh by not trying as hard Uh when you are in that minority group. And you might get a car. In the, and by minority group, I mean numerical disadvantage. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought you meant. (laughs) (laughs) But I, it really, like, it helps. It's, it's a stupid game, the survivor, where, you know, coming off as weaker helps you. But you have to come off from weak from the beginning. Yeah, but I don't think anybody was like, oh, my God, David's such a threat in the challenges. Like, if David decided to eat the hamburger and didn't put up a great showing and last 45 minutes and was the last man standing in the challenge, and they already knew that he was a strategic threat, I'm just saying maybe they vote Ralph. Maybe. I think that had a better chance of working than David outlasting those three gymnasts that are on Boston Rob's team in that challenge. Yeah, you're not beating those girls. Right. You're not beating them. So now we have Mike, David, and Matt on Redemption Island. Yes, and it's going to be a three-way, some Ooh, three-way action on a, Redemption A right-way three-way. <laughs> really? That's the right-way three-way three, guys? It's a right-way three-way in Nicole's book? Okay, I'll write that. that I'm crack myself up. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. So, uh, yeah, so they're going to battle that. Now, I don't know if it's going to be like... Uh, in the WWE, sometimes they have these three-man matches. Yeah, give me some, give me some fighting here. Let this be a well. Rumble. I was gonna say the that, Royal Rumble. Like, is it gonna be like, uh, like one winner, like one person, whoever wins the thing, and then the other two guys are eliminated? I hope so. Ooh. Yeah. Could be good. Yeah. So you're Who hoping you for a ladder that? match. A ladder match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm. I think Matt is just going to keep winning. I think Matt is destined to come yeah. back a third time. 
I am. St- I'm hoping Mike comes back. Yeah, but I do love me some Elrod. I'll be happy with whoever comes. If yeah. any of these three come back, I'll be happy. Yeah, it's it's a good mix over there. Yeah, uh, rank the one, two, three. Who's who's least likely to come back? I'd hate to say it, but I think David's. I think likely. David, and then Mike, and then, and then Matt, Matt, and Matt has the experience. He's this is like his eighth Redemption Island challenge, and but Mike's he's... won nothing. Yeah, it's Mike really has not been very good really in the challenges. Oh, he did. He almost won. He almost kept his balls still. Yes, well, he he did still have his balls. Yes, until he got a fly on his balls. You never want to fly on your balls. That is ideally not the situation you would prefer. That is a situation. What did you think of Natalie and Ashley? And then they talk to Ralph, and then Natalie turns around, and she drops a dime on Ashley. Turns out Natalie is a little snitch. Well, you know what? Boston Rob's master plan worked. The buddy system works. He got... You're supposed to rat out your buddy? You're not supposed to talk to the other people. You're not supposed to be a snitch either. Well, What kind of operation is this on Stealth R Us? That people are (laughs) snitching? Well, Natalie, you know, she is very obedient. She's more loyal to Boston Rob than to Ashley? That's her... That's Boston Rob's right-hand girl. Yeah. Natalie. Oh. Then, you know, that's, that's not cool. That's not cool. Well, Ashley should not have gone against Boston Rob. She should have told him every conversation that she had. You have to tell him everything? Those are the rules. It really seems to me. And here's where I'm starting to really think that maybe Boston Rob is not going to win. I I felt really good about Boston Rob a couple of weeks ago. But now I'm starting to think he's going to get to the end. But he's definitely getting a bit... Hansian. He was very Hans-like on the last episode, definitely. I even wrote that down. It's he's, like the Russell Hans show. He's, Oops, sorry. Yeah, keep it together, Nicole, <laughs> as, as you're throwing pens around the room. It was just the cap. Uh, Boston Rob, a lot of monologuing yes. this week. This is my game. This is my show. Has Nobody has ever won playing the game Boston Rob is playing in... A final three scenario. Uh-huh. You could make the case that maybe Brian Heideck played this game. Yeah, but that was so long ago that I, like it doesn't even count. But here's the problem for Boston Rob. That uh, he's playing this game. Everybody's under my thumb. I, I run the show. I run the show. This is my island. All uh-huh. of these things. Uh, and maybe he says, you know, he's caught lightning in a bottle. This guy, Philip, he's annoying everybody. I'm going to bring him to the end. Right. But the... The most ideal position in all of reality TV uh-huh. is to be that third person in the final three uh-huh. with Boston Rob and Philip, Which is going to be Natalie. I'd so say, does Natalie win? Well, it could be Natalie. Mm-hmm. It could be Andrea. Andrea is my pick. Too, yeah. If it's Grant, it's Grant. Whoever... Boston Rob is not going to take Grant to the final three. He's not. He's not going to, no. no. Grant's not going to sniff the final three. No. He's in the big Tom seat. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, I mean, Boston Rob, he's playing very similar, and it's starting to really feel like All-Stars, all stars all over minus him. the personal baggage. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like... No personal attacks. You know, it's not like Mike Chisel and Boston Rob were buddies, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's not like a Lex Cathy scenario. Right. But uh, it's playing the same game, and if there was a final three in the All-Stars, Jenna Lewis would have won. Yeah. So... I think that you can, in a final two, you know, you could kind of play this game. And right. it, it almost worked in the All-Stars. He lost four, four to three. Right. But if that's a final three in the All-Stars and it's Boston Rob, Amber, and Jenna Lewis and nine people vote, I think Jenna, Jenna, Lewis, Lewis, is get, Jenna yeah. Lewis is getting about seven votes there, I yeah. think. Yeah. Poor Jenna Lewis. 
<laughs> no, she's about to be a mom for the third time. But she doesn't have a million dollars. She doesn't have a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying. Yes. The final three really gives the, you know, it's very hard to, you know, be bullyish right. on Survivor and win it in a final three. So do you prefer the final three as opposed to the final no, two? No, I think it should be. I, I prefer a final two. I yes, mean, let's unless take, it was the Amazon. Let's take a quick... How, how are we doing on time here? Oh, we're good. Oh, one thirty. We got nothing to do. Uh, so, uh, in... Let's take a look at all the final threes. Okay. And, and tell me who is... Anybody who was bossy okay. and dominant... And let's see if they if they won and what how they turned out okay. in the final three. Regale me with your thoughts. Okay. The first final three uh-huh. is on Survivor, what did they call that one? Cook Islands. Cook Islands. Is okay. the, the first final three. Okay. And so it's Taking Yule, it. Ozzy, and Becky, I want to say is her name. I don't know. There's only somebody that gets zero votes. So uh-huh. we don't even have to worry about the person who gets zero votes. So uh-huh. I think her name was Becky and she got zero votes. Yes, Becky. And Yule won. But Yule wasn't like, hey, this is my tribe, I'm he, doing yes, this. Yes, he but wasn't dictatorish. He wasn't dictatorish. Mm-hmm. It was a he was a fair and just uh, intelligent man. Yes. Uh-huh. He works uh, for Obama. Wasn't bullying anybody around. Right. Then you have Survivor Fiji. Uh-huh. And you have Earl and Dreams and Cassandra, was that her name? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And Earl gets nine votes to zero zero. Yes. And the only time it's ever unanimous, uh-huh. in, with nine votes at least. Uh-huh. And But Earl isn't bossing people around. He's not like, hey, this is my island. No, he's a laid-back guy, doing well in challenges. Yeah. And then in China, uh-huh. Todd wins uh-huh. against Courtney and Amanda. And, you know, John Robert would be probably be the closest to the Boston Rob strategy right. in China. Right, And, uh, but, you know... Todd's not, Todd's not playing that game. He's just playing a strategic game. You can play a strategic game. Like, people will also say, like, oh, the strategic game isn't rewarded. Well, Todd plays Todd strategic did. game. Yeah. Yule plays a strategic game. Uh-huh. Earl plays with strategy. Uh. But, <laughs> well, he was also up against Dreams and Cassandra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, like, so it's, I don't want to hear that, oh, the strategy game's broken. Yeah. The game's not broken. It's just rewarding a different kind of stress. So then uh, in Gabon, I think it's the final three, and you have Bob and Sugar and uh, Susie. I I don't Susie, remember. Yeah, and so and Bob and Bob wins there, but he's again he's not like. Does Sugar uh, get any votes? Uh, you know I have to we have to go look it up. Yeah. I think I think so, but yeah, uh, I don't have that at my fingertips. This is when right Sugar now. was likable. Oh, come on. She's Nicole, she's going through a hard time I right know, now. I know, but uh, now she's fixed herself. She's gotten out her demons and she's likable again. Yes. <laughs> then uh then uh Token Teens was a uh I skip fans versus favorites as final two. Yeah. Token Teens is final two. Uh uh-huh. and then you get to Samoa. Uh-huh. And then, uh, then you have Russell, and people yeah. say, "I'm gonna vote for Natalie White because I don't like how Russell." They're playing. voting against Russell. Basically, vote, people, you have the option to vote against, against. people, mm-hmm. and in the final two, you can vote against somebody, but it, you could you could make it to be the lesser of two evils. Like in the first Survivor, if if it was a final three, Rudy wins Survivor. Oh, definitely. Because what Richard figured out was that Kelly was more unlikable to the jury. Then he was. She was seen more evil. And yeah. he and he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Literally. And, 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 and well, that was on the All Star season. season. Different literally season. rubbing people <laughs> the wrong way. But in a final two, you can do this. You uh-huh. can play this way. I don't think it's going to work in a final three. Yeah. 
And I'm probably like people, people are like Rob, we get it. We get it. Final three. Yeah. Um So is this season going to be final three or final two? I think it's gonna be a final three. I mean yeah. I and I'm just going by that the seasons are normally final threes, especially when I mean Token Teens was had only sixteen people. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and that was a, that was a final two, but when you start with this many people, it's usually a final, final three. three. Uh-huh. Even though we haven't been officially gotten any word that somebody's on the jury. Right. But I think so. I think it's going to be final three. And bo- they've even shown Boston Rob talking about the final three. Like, I don't think that they would, if it was going to be a final two, they wouldn't put in, like, clips of him talking Saying about final three. final three. They're not going to make Boston Rob look stupid. Never. Yes. <laughs> so, I think that it will be a final three. Mm-hmm. I think Boston Rob will be there. But I think that he could be in a drawing dead. Oh, yeah. And I think that the person, especially if Philip is there, I think it makes it really easy. You just, all you want to be is sitting, kicking in the backseat with Boston Rob on your left and Philip on your right. And uh, (laughs) so you want to be Rebecca Black. We, we, we would be very excited for uh, to be Rebecca Black in the back seat with Philip yes. and Boston Rob and nine jury people in front, in the you know, sitting in the front seat. Are they be kick, are they kicking in the front seat and sitting in the back seat? I think that's that sounds about right. Uh, you listened to it more than I did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did we talk enough about uh, Philip with the feather? I don't think so. But I, I'm I'm wearing a feather in my hair right now. <laughs> are you? I am. I have a pink feather. It's a very subtle feather. It's, it's well, my third cousin on my father's side uh, came to me in uh, a dream and told me to wear it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? It's stupid. I feel like people are uh, upset that Philip is not switching to be on Zapatera, and I understand that people people don't like it when Survivor is boring. I think people but they want to mix up. People like the seasons. Like this is a, a good old fashioned paganging going yeah. on right now. Do you know what that means? No. On the first season of Survivor, the uh-huh. two tribes were called oh, and Tagi they just, and Pagong. You knew who and was the, getting eliminated. Yeah, every Jenna week. Lewis's tribe was yeah. the Pagong tribe, and they just basically like buzzsaw. Yes. Like back then, it was like, oh well, Survivor. It's, it really comes down to whoever has more numbers at the merge, and then yeah. and then you just pick off the other team. Yeah. And, well, that's who, how, and whose turn is it in alphabetical order? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how Boston Rob likes to play Survivor. He wants to go to the go because to, he's old school. He's old. He is old school in, <laughs> yeah. in in this way. I personally, as a Survivor player, I like let's mix it up. Yes. We, hey, I'll vote with you one way. I'll vote with you guys one way. Yeah. Vote with you guys. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it fun. Yeah. You just spit on me. Thanks. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. So people want Philip to switch, and unfortunately for I mean Philip realizes it doesn't do him any good to switch and vote with Zapatera. That's why I'm thinking Philip not really that crazy. I don't think Philip Philip is that crazy. A crazy person won't acknowledge that people perceive him as crazy. You know, we talked about this on the Celebrity Apprentice podcast where we were talking about Gary Busey. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the same exact thing of is Gary Busey really crazy or does Gary Busey have strategy? Uh And I brought up that on a reality show, if somebody is just being crazy but not saying in their interviews, hey, I'm being crazy on purpose because this is my strategy. Then I don't buy it. They're just being crazy. Philip, unlike Gary Busey, is saying, this is my strategy. I I have Boston Rob wrapped in my finger. I'm doing Uh this on purpose. People think old Philip is crazy. No, he he did exactly what you said in that podcast. Yes. Whereas Gary Busey is not like, I got him again. 
Yeah. Uh, it's Busey time, baby. It's crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, interesting. Now, Gary Busey has not come to the boardroom wearing a feather on his head. Yes. And maybe he he may want to consider that. He, You know, the season isn't over yet. <laughs> yeah. But it's very interesting to me that I'm beginning to think that maybe... Here's what I think about Philip. Uh-huh. A, Philip knows what he's what he's doing to the degree of he knows that if I do the do these things, I will get camera time. Uh-huh. I think he also realizes that he's making himself more uh, advantageous to Boston Rob. This is Boston Rob uh-huh. uh feels like he can beat Philip in the end. Right. Now at the same time, Philip also seems a little imbalanced. Yes. I don't think it's all an act. Correct. Because sometimes Philip talks to the camera and seems genuinely upset and about, angry. about stuff that seems uh, silly. pretty silly. Yeah. Like the girl's not helping him with the firewood. Like it's one thing that he gets into a blowout with Ashley over the firewood. But doesn't every older gentleman <laughs> on Survivor have the same confessional every season? It does come up a bit. Yes. But in Philip's confessional, he's not like, you see what I did there with Ashley was I was trying to go no, her but he into was a just fight. Be, he was just being the old guy. Yeah. Old people like firewood. Yes. And like, you... like firewood, they like having a fire. Uh-huh. And they like working. Yes. And they don't like spa days. Well, I love them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you and Philip may not get along. Yeah. So I think this is very fascinating to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I think last night definitely showed us, it enlightened us on Philip. Yes, but Philip, uh, I think he's in a good spot, Philip. I do too. And I think that he's, you know, they said, Philip, you're on the bottom, and he likes being on the bottom. I could see up. I could see everything looking up. <laughs> yeah, but Boston Rob says. I could see Boston Rob's butthole. Philip, you're not on the bottom. You're on the top with me. Yes, and you will be rewarded. You'll be rewarded. <laughs> But I better not find out you ate any fish. Yes. Uh, what about Grant eating the fish? Well, th- I got... <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. Uh, we had somebody <laughs> was uh, asking about this in the comments. Uh-huh. Uh, I hate to skip ahead, but let me let me uh, pull pull this out right okay. now. Since, uh, Sorry, I jumped ahead then. Yeah, ju- no, it's not... How would you know? Yeah. I only print out the comments for you before the show. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't read those. <laughs> so uh, Steve Kerrigan on Twitter tweeted me a uh, promo last week made me think Grant would be the star. Zero screen time. Is Grant's last name Purple? Well, oh. To be fair, uh, I think it would be his first name would be Purple. Yeah, get it right. He'd be Purple Grant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or is it Kelly Purple? Is it Purple they, Kelly? They, they do both ways. They do they it both ways. Okay. Yeah. So either way, uh, I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I really hate it on the previews for Survivor. The CT's previews. They, when they really make something out of literally nothing. Right. And Which so, they're really good at. And they're like, and next week, is Grant defecting to the other team? Yeah, he ate some fish. He ate some of their fish yeah. that they found. Yes. Eh. Now, did Boston Rob tell them not to eat the fish, or was it because yes. he did flat out say it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna eat fish that's dead. You shouldn't eat it either. Eat it either. Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, I take it that Boston Rob is not big into the seafood, uh-huh. but I feel like the the seems fish, like he's not into food. Yeah, finding the dead fish on the rocks 
seems like it might still be much fresher than going to the store and buying the dead fish. The fish is dead either way. Was it submerged in water or was it out in the sun? I don't remember. I don't know. Either way, people eat far worse things on Survivor. Yes. And I think that you are able to tell if something is bad or not. Was it foul? Yeah. Especially fish. I think God makes it pretty easy to tell when a fish is okay to eat or not okay oh, to eat. But we've learned. There's a very simple test that God can be done. But God isn't watching Survivor. We've learned this. <laughs> God may not be watching Survivor, but I think that the difference in smell between a rancid fish and a fish that's okay to eat is pretty obvious. Could have been something else. Could have been something else. <laughs> I don't know what you're implying, Nicole. It's an island. It's an island. Uh, one of my favorite things last night, we were talking about the burgers with David. Right. I liked when they cut to uh, the time that had passed during the challenge. Uh-huh. Did you notice this? So like uh, like 40 minutes had gone by, lapsed time, 40 minutes. And they cut to Steve and Philip uh, having the burgers. And uh-huh. it's on the bottom of the screen, elapsed burgers, five. <laughs> I think I could eat five burgers and not be on Survivor. I think that's possible. Yes. <laughs> If just it, just a fact. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any, anything else from this episode that we didn't talk about? We talked about... Uh, who's next to go? Uh, it's either Julie, Steve, or Ralph, obviously. Yeah. I think it's Ralph. I think it's Ralph, too. Yeah. I think that they feel like Steve is pretty useless. Yeah, Ralph talks a lot. Ralph, <laughs> Ralph talks a lot. And uh, Julie, while she is looks like a physical threat... Has not been very physically threatening. No, but I think that after Ralph, Julie's next. Yeah. And then Steve. Also, quiet night for my girl Andrea. Yeah. She did win immunity. She did. She, um, she had, uh, the girl step down because she really wanted to win this one. She's right there. Yeah. She's right where you want to be. She's got, she's got her eyes on that. Uh, me and her, we're seeing eye to eye on that. You want to be sitting in that third seat with Boston Rob and Phillip. Yeah. That could be that could be pretty good, and especially if um, Boston Rob here. Oh, here's how it goes. How about okay. this? So, what if Boston Rob lets it slip to Ashley about how Ralph? Uh, he found out that Ralph was talking to her. He's not gonna. Uh, he might. He's he's keeping a lot of secrets this season. He's he, keeping his mouth shut. He might say something. He might say something to her. To mm-hmm. Ashley, I heard you're not, that you're talking out of school. Yeah. You're saying things to Ralph. I think you just want to do the impression. (laughs) Saying things that you shouldn't be saying. You're a bad girl. And then she's like, wait, what was that? How how do you you know that? He's like, Natalie told me. And then he gets them fighting with each other. If you remember, that's one of his moves. If you recall during Survivor All-Stars, he got a whole fight going between Rupert and Big Tom when they got down to the final five. Yeah. So once they get out the rest of Zapatera, Boston Rob opens his mouth. And then Boston Rob starts with okay. the infighting. There, those girls, and like, it makes it look like they're, you know, they're the problem, not him. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, they don't have each other's backs. We had Spa Day, and then that this happens, and then and then my Andrea sitting right there, just waiting. But this also makes Boston Rob right, look good. Right, then. right in that speech for the final for the jury. But then Boston Rob looks really good because he's not turning on them; they're turning on each other. Yeah, but so there, there's his improved social game. <laughs> I guess so. I think he's got his work cut out for him. I think he's he does. But I think that if anybody can do it, I don't want to sound Jeff Probst like. I think he can. We'll see. Yeah, there, I feel like there are 
two interesting things to watch in the season going forward. Yes. One is Philip, and just how much game does Philip have? Is he a special agent? Yes. We'll and find out. two, can Boston Rob take this the distance? And those are the two stories of Survivor Redemption Island. And, and then I guess then on the back burner, story number three, can Elrod come back? <laughs> those are the three things that, that you know... I'll keep coming back. So are we rooting for Boston Rob to take it home? Do we want him to take it? I feel like I know as a viewer, I feel like, you know, it's almost like a, you got to keep your eyes on the show, on the, on the prize here. Uh-huh. Like, uh, it might be exciting if Boston Rob gets voted off next week. Like, like, oh, oh my God, blindside. They, they oh, got him. oh, Boston my God. Rob. Yeah. And then. Then what happens? Tuning in two weeks from now. And now it's like, uh, oh, how many feathers will Philip find this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, what is what is what noises will Ralph make? <laughs> so, on the one hand, it's a short-sighted. Ooh, that would be exciting, right? But then it's sort of like, well, it's not that exciting after it. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit like drinking in the daytime. Seems like a good idea when you do it. Until but you crash. <laughs> Coming around. And it's like 6.30 and you can't keep your eyes open. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. This is, this is a stupid <laughs> that idea. That was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. This is not a good time. This is not a good time. <laughs> so we'll see. Yes. I think that, uh, you know, I think you got to keep Rob around a while, at least from a viewer perspective. Yeah. I mean, this. I feel like this time around I am kind of rooting for him. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a... I think that uh, I don't have a problem watching Boston Rob go the rest of the way. I yeah. think it would be a boring show to not have him at this point. Uh-huh. There's not enough other stuff going on to lose him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, you, you ready? You want to talk some comments? Top 10. Here we go. We Here's... need some music for the top 10. Okay. You got You're going to sing? La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Here we go. Usually in the top 10. Uh-huh. Uh, we like to have some people who like the podcast, and I like to present the opposite viewpoint of people who did not like the last podcast. Right. Uh, but I I was not unable to do that really this week. Oh, so it wasn't polarizing? It was not a polarizing podcast. It was a love fest? You guys were pretty unanimous. Everybody liked the Marty podcast. Or if you didn't like the Marty podcast, you didn't say anything. Yes. Oh, Marty gets the award. <laughs> so speak up. Uh, so number 10, David Kelly said, Marty was hilarious. One of your all-time great guests. Have him back at least once per season, please. Oh. He wants to be added to the every season list. So he's the Stephen Fishback, a.k.a. correspondent? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's on the every season list? Stephen. Stephen. He's on the every podcast season list. <laughs> yes. Uh, we get fair play. Fair, fair play's on the every season list. Um, and then Tyson. Got Tyson, on the every, every obviously. Season list. He wants to add Marty to right. every season list. All right, we'll put him on the list. Well, we'll, we'll put him up for consideration. He's up for consideration yeah. on the list. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I want I want Suri on the list. We have to get Suri back. I I tried to contact Suri. I don't know the best way to reach her. I'm going to give her I'm gonna I get don't her on the she, Twitter. Well, she's not a regular tweeter. She really doesn't know how to tweet. <laughs> She's not a regular tweeter, but I gotta track her down. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to hear from her one one time Absolutely. before the season ends. If uh, you don't, we have to get divorced. We have to get divorced <laughs> over that. Those are the rules. Like uh, the judge will be like, "So why, why are you getting divorced?" Well, he didn't get Sari on the podcast again. Who is Sari? No, the the judge will be what like, "What is a Sari?" Rob, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's not a Sari fan. Doubt it. <laughs> John says, uh, BTW, excellent, excellent strategic talk this ep. Best ever, I dare say. 
It definitely was one of the best strategic podcasts. Yeah, ooh. All right, here's the most critical comment I could okay. find. Uh, Chris J says, I'm not that impressed with Marty. I think he thinks he's a better player than he really is. Ooh. He talks a big game, but that guy was voted out in the middle of the pack of one season and was beaten by the likes of Nayanka, Dan, Fabio, and the like. He does have a point. His moves blew up on him, and he didn't not do a good job of holding back where he needed, like Rob did in the Amazon. Who's that guy? Oh, I like that. See, I'm getting compliments. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the end, his play on his season does not warrant the confidence in his opinions, which he shows. Marty is all hat and no cattle, as we say in Texas. Is this Colby? Yeah. Oh, I feel like that was a little un- unfair, and I mean... But everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's, yeah, That of course, everybody yes. is entitled to their opinion. Uh, that being said, I feel like uh, you should judge people more on uh, their performance on this show, more so than their performance on Survivor. Obviously. But I get what he's saying about yeah. he felt like his uh, credibility, he should not, he was not as credible as he sounded... Yeah. Uh, because he did not feel he did as well. But I think Marty just got a, a bad situation. M- Marty, uh, the luck was not on his side. And luck is a major component of Survivor. And podcasting. And podcasting, obviously. Yeah. Sometimes the internet goes out. It's it's all luck. Mm-hmm. It's like 90% luck podcasting. Yeah. Sometimes we can't get a guest. Sometimes we can't get a guest. <laughs> You're stuck with us. Sometimes, sometimes Nicole isn't in, in a podcasting mood. Sometimes Rob is a little annoying. That's not luck. <laughs> uh, number seven, Nicole. Yes. Terry says, what is your what is your position on the recruited survivors versus the audition taped? I feel like the fans of Survivor really hate it when people are recruited for Survivor. It's almost like recruited is a bad word. Yeah. People don't like it when people are recruited for Survivors. People, I feel like uh, the listeners especially... They want to only see people who are organic, watch Survivor, send in a tape, and go beyond Survivor. But some of the best Survivors were recruited. I That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And while I don't think, as a rule, that one is better than the other, and I think that sometimes the uh, people who send in the tapes... They are uh, they know the game better right. than people who are recruited. You get a lot of good TV out of those recruited people. I think if you saw the list of recruited people versus organic people, yeah, I think you'd be you you might change your tune on that. Hey, look look at Philip recruited roller skating. He's out roller skating. Get him on the show. <laughs> get him on the show. Um, I mean, I, I don't think that uh, Russell is applying. I, Russell applied to be on Pirate Master. I th- yes, yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Does that count as recruited? If if somebody well, sent, that was with you then. You yeah, were, I guess. You I mean, were I, I sent in a tape to be on Big Brother. Right. And so I don't know. Does that count as recruited? Parvati sent in. She applied for the Amazing Race. Yeah. She did not apply for Survivor. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, is that would you count that as a recruited or? I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the show. I mean, if you were, like, like Parvati was on The Amazing Race. Who knows if she even see? She could not have ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, how about Russell? Like, Russell, he's why he's, I love Pirate Master. I've seen every episode of yeah, Pirate Master. That's weird. Pirate Master <laughs> is the greatest show of all time. Right. Uh Never seen, never was watching never Survivor. Never seen Survivor. Is that is that recruited? I mean, what's the difference between that? That and, is and, recruited. He's and not a he's fan at, of the show. He's at Wendy's. Yeah, uh, getting a, a, a frosty. 
which mm-hmm. is delicious. Yeah, there's also Survivor. <laughs> and what? That's also with Survivor. Frosty. Oh, yeah. Frosty from Survivor China? <laughs> yes. They got him at Wendy's? Yes. That's that's how he got his nickname? <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Is there a difference between that? Yeah. So, I don't have a problem with the recruited Survivor. I could see the point, but we got some we got some good Survivors from it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Here's from number six. Uh, bear with me. This one is from a, a person named Mertz's Biggest Fan. Okay. Mertz's Biggest Fan says, I listen to four different Survivor podcasts, and I like your podcast the best. And he lists them. Very nice. Uh, Rob has a podcast, Armchair Survivor, mm-hmm. uh, The Tribe, and the Joanne and Stacey Survivor Fans podcast. And you've been a guest on all of them. I have. And mm-hmm. I I feel like I am I am friends with all the Survivor podcasts also. Those yes. are those are the four main uh, Survivor podcasts. The four best ones. The four best ones. <laughs> uh, but having said that, after listening to all the guests, I know a lot of listeners will disagree with me, but I find that people like Mertz Jaffer, Dalton Ross, Mario Lanza, and Gordon Holmes make better guests than the ex-Survivors. I think we need more guests from the media than ex-Survivors. Okay. Um, so then he uh, talks. He goes on a little bit more about uh, Mertz. And how we need to have Mertz on the show this season. Is this Mertz? And how he says, uh, please, please make this happen. And no, I am not Mertz. <laughs> so he's just a Mertz fan. I think that last that last line proves that he is Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, I actually did see Mertz this week, who was, oh, received an award for uh-huh. reality TV uh, broadcasting or yes, reporting. Yes, reporting. Yes. And I was in attendance. And, uh-huh. he, and he told me, he said that he's mad at you because you weren't there. I had to work. Yeah. I worked the night before. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no but excuses. Mert, Mert says that he wants he's dying to do the podcast this uh-huh. season, but he has two conditions. Okay. Oh, we're negotiating. He has two conditions. One is he will not share a podcast with anybody. Oh, really? So he will like for instance uh, that if if we we're going to talk to Parvati uh-huh. and he's okay, then after Parvati we're going to talk to Mertz. That's not not okay. Mertz wants his own episode. Uh huh. And condition number two is that he wants it to be called Rob has a Mertz. <laughs> what? Yeah. So those are the two conditions. We'll think about it. So I told Mertz that at some point we'll do a second podcast. Uh-huh. I think that, I think that, I mean, I think, not sure if you got, I feel like there'd be a revolt if on a, instead of, I, I came on and said, instead of a, a survivor this week, we're going to talk in, to Mertz. Instead of three. You're getting Mertz. <laughs> I think that people, while people would be excited to hear from Mertz, right. I don't think Obviously. that they want Mertz in place of a survivor. Maybe a I could be wrong. Season. And if, if that's the case, let me know. Let us know. Let me know. I do what you guys want. Uh-huh. But well, Mertz is a very good guest. We would love to have him yes. back on the and show. And also with Mertz, we can talk about the Celebrity Apprentice. He's yes. going to go to the Celebrity Apprentice finale again this is, season. Is it in L- oh, no. It's probably in New York. It's in, yeah. it's in New York. Yeah. So uh, we will do a Mertz cast. Oh, maybe he could... Um, Take his reporting skills for good use and bring it to us. Yes. And we will be seeing Mertz at the reality rally. Uh-huh. So we can work out all the logistics. Yes. Then. Although I'm not sure about um, Rob has a Mertz. That sounds kind of um, sexual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, how about uh, number five, Nicole? Number five is from Hunter. He says, Rob, what do you think of the, the idea that the rights fees for you signing that song... Singing. Singing that song Singing. at Tribal Council are the reason Survivor the Amazon isn't out on DVD yet. 
I've heard this mentioned on Sucks, but it seems absurd. Like, so, so you ruined it for everybody. So people are always asking, when is Survivor the Amazon uh-huh. uh, going to come out on DVD? Now, on Amazon.com, they have released uh, a couple seasons. And I think they just did some sort of a direct printing uh-huh. uh, with Survivor Africa and Survivor Marquesas. Right. So people want to know, well, people think, okay, great. Where's where's my Thailand and Amazon? So but, the, Thailand and Amazon are the only two? That, no, no, there's, oh, other, okay. there's other ones. But that was 3-4, and people said, okay, they went so back they and did 3-4. No, they didn't skip over. They went. They they started around Survivor 8, putting them on DVD. And then I think 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 came out on DVD. Not enough people bought them, and they stopped. Uh-huh. And then they put, uh, I'm not sure about fans versus favorites, and heroes versus villains they put on DVD. But then they went back and said, okay, we're going to put out 3 and 4. People are like, okay, great. Where's my five and six? Well, they haven't announced five and six yet. Uh-huh. And now this somebody is claiming that there's a theory that the reason why Survivor of the Amazon has not come out on DVD is that it would cost too much money because I sang uh, na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, goodbye when I voted off Roger. Uh-huh. And that's the reason why there's no... Can't they edit that out if that's a problem? Well, there's also two other songs that I sang. I'm very, you did, very, yeah. I'm, I'm very musical. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes. It, it basically, Survivor the Amazon was like Glee. Yes. Uh, but awesome. But better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. There is no way that this is what... It's not like somebody sitting in a room, man, I really wish we could release Amazon, but uh, these these uh, music fees are going to kill us. Yeah. ASCAP. ASCAP. <laughs> uh, BMI. It's going to kill us. We can't afford this. Yeah. They would cut that that part out. You don't need to see me vote for Roger. Or you, you don't need yeah. to see... You don't need to see uh, the men, the men's tribe and we're singing and then Roger calls me pathetic. You, you yes. could cut that out. Roger could call me pathetic and you wouldn't say, wait, I don't understand why he's pathetic. Yeah. You, you, you would just would, know. You would get it. You would yeah. get it. Um, so this is an absurd theory, Hunter. So Thank you for is- bringing this to my attention. But I firmly reject this. So what is the problem? Lack of interest. In the Amazon? I would think so, yeah. I I take it that Survivor Africa and Marquesas on DVD Didn't have well. not been burning a hole through the whatever at Amazon.com. Uh-huh. And had they been selling like hotcakes, uh-huh. uh, I'm sure you would see five and six. That's disappointing. So... Feel free to go buy, if you really want to have Survivor Amazon, go buy Survivor Africa and Marquesas. There's a link on our we- on the website. <laughs> yeah, feel free. Uh, so, uh, how about number four, Nicole? I think this one was the uh, tweet of the week number from four. BBUKFan47. Okay. He says, if dudes could get pregnant, I'd have like eight of you crazy Survivor babies. Swoon, fap, fap, fap. And that was to at Rob Sister Nino. Uh-huh. So... Uh, I thought this was Tweet of the Week material. Okay. So, uh, yeah, BBUK fan. If dudes could have get pregnant, he would have, like, eight of my crazy Survivor babies. Does who, that mean? Who would be the mother? Read it again, Nicole. Oh, if dudes could have babies. Got it. Yeah. He would be the BBUK fan 47, Steve. But you still need Steven. a woman. Nope. If dudes could get pregnant, <laughs> he would have eight of my crazy Survivor babies. Mm-hmm. In this in this scenario, there would be no mother. There'd no mom. There'd be no mom. Oh, you'd be momless. <laughs> a motherless child. And I'd be like K Fed. <laughs> it, w- it would be like like uh, Rob and Steve plus eight. 
<laughs> exactly like that. Yes. Yeah, but he lives in and he lives in the UK. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, I said I don't know what this means. Is this a compliment? And Steve says yes. This is a compliment. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's a compliment, but you don't want eight robs. I mean, ideally, I probably don't want eight bastard children from a man. Probably not. Who you don't in, want eight bastard children UK, from me? But I, <laughs> I, I accept. I just accept the compliment. Yes. Uh, here's number three. Chris Devine wants to know, and we had some questions for the Magic Eight Ball. Yes. Uh, I feel like well, one a week seems about right to a- ask the Magic Eight Ball. So Chris Devine wants to know. Uh, this has been a long, uh, long ass mystery. Right. On Rob has a podcast. Did Nicole look at the spoilers for Survivor Nicaragua? Because I knew Fabio was going to win. Now, in Nicole my heart. predicted Fabio was going to win. Now, and we'll find out once and for all. I wouldn't put anything past Nicole. Mm-hmm. Did Nicole Magic Eight Ball look at the spot the spoilers for Survivor Nicaragua? We'll find out the answer once and for all. Signs point to yes. No, it's the Magic Eight Ball is wrong. It's never wrong. Get rid of this thing. I did not look at spoilers. How dare you? <laughs> okay, now we have our answer. Uh, n- number two, Marty. This, this ruins my street cred. Marty Lublin wants to know. Lots of comments from Marty Lublin. He's uh-huh. really. He's he's new on the scene, but he's shot out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. We, of, we love it. Yeah, we like it. You know, we have all the regular uh, commenters. Yeah. Although there hasn't been much from Frank Clark recently. Is he okay? Frank Clark, I actually had a conversation with him via the, the tweeter, and he's been busy. And he's, he's, he's too busy to, for us. Too busy for Robin Nicole. Okay, I see how it is, Frank. Uh huh. Yeah. Writing that in my book. Mm-hmm. So, you and uh, Cohen to win. Luckily, Marty Lublin is uh, is you've here to replaced. pick up some of the slack. Yeah, you've been replaced. Just finished the pod. I wanted to give you a better movie than Arthur and Arthur 2. Okay. Now, we talked about this with Tyson, about who was what movies. Tyson said he would be a cult classic. Uh-huh. Uh, what cult classic did he say he was? I don't remember. Strange Brew? <laughs> <laughs> sounds I'm not fam- sure. Sounds familiar. Not sure exactly which cult classic Tyson was. Uh, so, uh, we talked about what movie would I be? I left it up to you guys. Somebody wrote in last week, said I would be Arthur, because Arthur 2 sucked. Uh, so here we go. Marty Lublin says, I just want to give you a better movie than Arthur and Arthur 2. How dare he is right? Come on. You are better than that, all right? I compared you to Rocky and Rocky 3 and 5 in the Tyson comments, but I have another movie for you. Oh, another one. This movie is also coming back with a sequel. Rob C., your movie is Scream... And Scream 2. Okay? Okay. You love those movies. Uh, I wouldn't say I, I did really enjoy Scream 1. Yes. And I was disappointed by Scream 2 and 3. So let's see Let's see if maybe that's where Marty is ah, going with this. I see. I see. Uh, you are like Jamie Kennedy's character, Randy Meeks, the horror film buff, except you are the reality TV expert. Mm, obviously. There are all these groups of people getting killed in the movie or voted off in this game. You understand the rules of the game and know how to survive just as Randy knows the rules of horror movies and knows how to survive. Uh-huh. He is the comic relief. You were the comic relief. Uh-huh. Randy survived at the end, but the star of the movie, the winner, if you will, was Nev Campbell Sidney. Hello, Jenna Maraska. <laughs> uh, what was the kind of psycho? Matt was the kind of psycho, so he could be Billy or Stu, or he could have been Dewey the way you helped him with the game. Okay. Uh, now in Scream 2, Randy is killed early in the movie, like oh. Rob C. in the All-Stars. 
I don't really remember too much about the sequel. I know Sydney survives again. In the sequel, we could say Sydney is played by Amber, and she goes on to be the sole survivor, but she gives big thanks to Cotton Weary, who saves her life in the end. Kind of like how Boston Rob saves her through All-Stars. Uh, you can mix and match the other survivors from your seasons to Scream 1 and 2. Now, this is interesting. Have I ever, have I ever told my Scream anecdote? No, no I don't with, think so. Pertaining to Survivor? No. Uh, well, on Survivor the Amazon, uh-huh. and as you can imagine how excited I was to be on Survivor for the very first time. Possibly. And at times definitely unable to control my excitement uh-huh. around uh, being not only on TV, but meeting Jeff Probst. Right. And I would, <laughs> and we'd go to the challenges. I'd say, okay, oh, okay, this challenge is like this. Yeah. And now, oh, it's day 12, and we're going to have a murder. We're going to switch up the tribes. And, blah, blah, blah. and uh, Jeff Probst said to me, you know who you are. You're uh, Jamie Kennedy he said in that. Scream. <laughs> yes. You've never told me this. I've never told you this? No. I, I, I feel like I've already told the story on the podcast. I don't think so. Okay. Well, <laughs> the, you'll feel really stupid if the comments. I guess so. That, that was when I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Not only have I told you this, I, I, told, I have a recording of it. <laughs> uh, but Jeff Rubb says, you are, like, you are like Jamie Kennedy in Scream. You know all the, you know all the rules of the thing. Amazing. And, and that is... And, Matt Lublin. Right on the nose. He hit it right. Oh, sorry, Marty Lublin. He hit it right on right on the nose. Yeah. And that is what Jeff, Jeff Probst made the same comparison. I could totally see it. Yeah. And Although this I don't when, like Jamie Kennedy. This was when Jamie Kennedy was somebody. Yeah. Okay? Way back when. This wasn't when. like 2011 yeah. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Dating, what's her name? Who was he dating? He was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back then. No, not recently. Oh, that's good. Not really. Oh. It'd be better if he was dating her back then. Back then, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, number one. You ready? Ready. Uh, this is from Kristen Carr. Kristen Knarr. Uh-huh. K-N-A-R-R. Okay, one of those Nar. are silent. Knarr? Let's say Knarr. Uh, have you guys heard anything about the new reality show Rob Z is doing? Uh-huh. I just watched the premiere on VH1.com. It was a little lame, but seems like it has a chance of becoming slightly more trashy and amusing, so I may stick with it for a couple more episodes. And I am glad that you brought this up, yes. because I have been wanting to talk about this for quite some time, and I keep forgetting to. Right. But VH1 on Sunday night, uh, they have two new shows premiering that two Nicole and I are excited so about. so excited. Uh, one of these new reality shows is called Mob Wives, yes. which basically feels like uh, The Sopranos meets Real Housewives of blank. Yes. It's, I feel like- Real Housewives of New Jersey? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's my flash sideways. So, th- yeah, <laughs> this is great because N- Nicole and I uh, are big fans, not only of Jersey Shore, but uh-huh. also Sopranos. So for any, anything mafia Anything mafia related. So uh, we are very excited for this show, uh-huh. and especially with Jersey Shore being out of the picture, right. this could be a nice replacement for that in our schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a half an hour. Not sure about Perfect. that. Perfect. Not sure about that. Perfect. And then also another new show uh-huh. called The Saddle Ranch, uh-huh. which uh, if you guys don't know what The Saddle Ranch is, uh-huh. The Saddle Ranch is a, uh, there are actually, uh, there's two of them in LA. There might be other ones, like uh, maybe one in Vegas or something like that, uh-huh. but the Saddle Ranch is a is a bar. It's sort of like a cowboy theme at the bar. There's a, they have a mechanical bull, right? And it is it is in a great spot. It's right in the heart of Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's another one that's at the Universal City Walk. 
not that nice. It's in not as it's a little more ghetto yeah. than the regular uh, yeah. saddle ranch. Yeah, but you, you want to wear your bulletproof vest there. Anyway, when I used to first when I first moved to LA, mm-hmm. that is where I would go with like Johnny Fairplay it was the hot and spot. all of the rea- all of the reality star people. Johnny Fairplay would get them to go to the saddle ranch and Suge Knight. And yeah, <laughs> and so almost every weekend I would go to the saddle ranch. Yeah, so. Uh, there is a new reality show about the people who work at the Saddle Ranch. Didn't Alex Bell work at the Saddle Ranch? He he was a bartender. He there. may have yes. And I th- I feel like that's how he got cast. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think that was where he worked that he got cast. I think he actually, if I recall correctly, he worked at Belly, uh-huh. which was the former bar owned by Mike Boogie, uh-huh. and that is how he got into the Survivor oh, casting is that circuit. It? Okay. Yes. Um, but, uh, that is neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, this is, this is not, what, what is, this is not a Dolce Group restaurant, <laughs> the Saddle Ranch. Yes. So, <laughs> the Saddle Ranch, uh, and a lot of people who have, like, it goes both ways. There are a lot of people who go work at the Saddle Ranch and then are seen working at the Saddle Ranch and then get taken into reality TV mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. Conversely. Yes. A lot of people... Go on reality TV and then come to L.A. and then end up working at the Saddle Ranch. Right. So it's like sometimes you get taken from the Saddle Ranch and put into reality TV. Uh-huh. And then when reality TV is done with you, you go back to the Saddle Ranch. Right. And this show is actually going to f- follow the lives of people who work at the Saddle Ranch. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the people who are being followed is a longtime Saddle Ranch employee uh-huh. and one of the legends of Survivor, uh-huh. Rob... Two Bs. Rob with two Bs. Zabachnik. Uh-huh. Uh, he is one of the people who is going to be on the show. So if you want to check in with uh, Rob with two Bs, Skater Rob, uh-huh. uh, you can watch him Sunday night on VH1 as part of the cast of The Saddle Ranch. Oh, this will be a great show. And I think that this is worth a podcast. Who else is in this show? I, nobody, uh, nobody else that you know. Uh-huh. But the show is, uh, I mean, VH1, Sunday Night, Mob Wives, and Saddle Ranch. Uh-huh. I think that's a podcast right there I next think week. definitely. So we will check in with that. Very excited. So uh, this feels like a good place to wrap it up. I actually have one more thing that I wanted to talk about. What's that? It's a little, it's a little spoiler related. So I'm going to let you guys deci- decide this. Uh, and it has to do with uh, a casting notice. That was posted regarding the finale. So if you know what this is about and you want to hear us talk about it, stay stay on. If you don't want to hear anything else about this. So CBS is posting spoilers? I it's again, it's not through CBS. So I, I'm not gonna say anything else about this. I'm okay. gonna say say goodbye to anybody who doesn't want to hear anything about this. Like there are people who listen to the show who don't even want to watch the previews. Right. Won't even watch the commercial for the show. Uh-huh. So if you don't want to hear anything else about this, take care, everybody. We'll be we are going to be at the reality rally. We'll have some, Come hang some out with us. news about that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch the shows on VH1, see Skater Rob and all that stuff, and do some podcasts with you next week. So make sure to say hi on the comments and the Twitter, and we'll talk to you later. For everybody else, we're Nicole and I are gonna go on a little okay. bit. Okay. But peace out, kids. Yeah. They gone? Know. Are they gone? All, Did they hang the, up? All the losers are gone now. <laughs> yeah. the, I don't even like all the we people who, who don't even are guys. afraid to listen to the spoilers. Yeah. Babies. Wow, wow, I got a spoiler. Yeah. There's a bunch of babies. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. It's like, just kidding. So, uh, according to uh, realityblurred.com, uh-huh. Andy Denhart. Yes. 
who, who posts the rea- reality blurred blog, he stumbles across a casting notice uh-huh. put out, not by CBS, but by on Actors Access or one of these casting... That must have been through CBS. Well, CBS was was looking for somebody and uh but they like i don't know if there was like if this was somehow botched i don't even know if it was got pulled down okay but they're casting for somebody and let me here let's let's actually bring this up so we can uh actually sound we'll get our facts some straight. have our facts straight for, yeah. for once on this show yeah why start now <laughs> why start now but they are casting for a matt elrod stand-in uh-huh for the survivor finale can't they just get fabio uh, that's well, well played, Nicole. Yes. So they are looking for a, a survivor stand-in for Matt for the finale, which is odd because uh, you wouldn't think that Matt would have much to do with the finale, given his current situation of being on Redemption Island. Are they going to do a skit? I we don't know, but here. So this is according to Reality Blurred. Andy Denhart. We'll post the link. Uh, Survivor is casting a stand-in resembling Matt Elrod for three days around the show's finale. Uh, obviously, uh, Matt's time on Redemption Island will be discussed during the live reunion, but why does the show need a stand-in for him and him alone? They're not casting a Boston Rob stand-in. They're not casting a Phillip stand-in. They're only casting a Matt stand-in, which is bizarre. Right. Uh, it's an after gig, so you'll get paid $24 an hour for three days, uh, supposed to be Matt and and uh, not a bad gig, and you're gonna be, you have to be between 160 and 195 pounds, That's white, a, between a big, 18 uh... and 30, with long blonde hair. So I'm out on a number of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a, yes, basically I can't do it. No. Wah, wah. Uh, so uh, this is very it's very odd, and they they even post it. Oh, uh, it's an after. Yeah, it's an after gig. They say stand-in for Survivor Redemption Island finale, Matthew Elrod stand-in. Interesting. I think that they're going to do a skit. Uh, Now, they've never done a skit at the finale. They've never done it. Uh, (laughs) Through 22 seasons. Okay, but they've never had Redemption Island either. So you think, what would the skit be? I don't know. And why couldn't they just get Matt? Or they're going to do a bit. They're going to do some kind of bit. Well, the question is, is Matt unavailable like does matt have some now well, so they're to have the stand-in in with the jury members or like how is the, that kid, they can't do that uh i don't know they and can't do they, that they need him for the whole and they need him for the whole weekend maybe they're just gonna do a fake matt at the reunion show they need it for the whole oh this is crazy it's a it's a little crazy oh they I, really should just get fabio nobody has a good reason why that they would do this this i'm excited to see why Okay, so a little, just a little something interesting uh-huh. to to uh, think about as we go forward the next couple of weeks. Very interesting. Only about a month left of Survivor. I'm a little excited to get my life back. To get your life back? <laughs> yes. Your Thursdays freed up? It's not even my Thursdays, it's my Wednesdays, it's my Thursdays, and then, you know, Mondays we have a Celebrity Apprentice. Wah, I'm Nicole, I just want my life back. <laughs> I have to podcast about Survivor every week. Wah. I want to go to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even that nice out. I still want to go. All right. So uh, that's, a, that's a Survivor Parvcast. That's the greatest Parvcast that ever lived. Pound. <laughs> Rob has a Parvcast. Or just Parvcast. Uh, I think Rob has a Parvcast. Okay. Uh, Sounds dirty. Does it? Dirtier than Rob has a Mertz? <laughs> uh, no. It seems less dirty it's than less Rob dirty has a Mertz. Less dirty than Rob has a Mertz. That sounds like you have an STD. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to make Mertz mad. But it's not anything to Mertz. It's if you had a Mertz, it would probably be on your wiener. 
<laughs> this is not going to be good. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, until next time, we would love hearing your tweets. Yes. Uh, can't wait to read all of your live tweets. Oh, yes. Follow <laughs> us on the Twitter. And, uh, yeah, and I'll be sure to post the links to it. If somebody makes a live Twitter account, I'll post the link to it. Oh, definitely. We've done it before. We'll do it again. And at some point, we're going to have to figure out how to sort out all the live tw- Twitter feeds. Weed out the losers. There can only be one. Or four. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll decide. I don't know. You guys tell me. Should we have it just be, is it just, you know, free for all on the live tweets? Uh-huh. Or do we need to designate one live tweet account? Uh-huh. Should it be like The Bachelor? Should we eliminate live Twitter feeds every week? Yes. Will you accept my stapler? I don't know. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll see. Yes. Help us out. All right. So until next time, everybody. Peace out, kids. All right. I got nothing else for you. Take care. <laughs>